to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though... If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's like a science thing, right? That's right. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact that we are all up in your face. Eight years now. This is Protonic Reversal, and I'm your host, Kona Neutron. Tonight is the eight-year anniversary of Protonic Reversal. That's right. Eight years ago, I walked into a studio, turned the mic on, started talking, and hoped for the best. And here we are. So I wanted to celebrate this momentous occasion episode 291 of this very long-running one-on-one interview show with something really special. Special enough to break format completely for a crossover with Movie Night Extravaganza, a.k.a. the best movie show on the internet, where I'm lucky enough to serve as a co-host. And what movie? Why, one of my favorite comedies of all time. This is Spinal Tap, featuring a murderer's row of some of my favorite protonic guests, Jerry Casali of the legendary Devo, Brian Teasley, Man or Astro Man, Chris Murphy of The Mighty Sloan, something fun, something different, something kind of cool. And if you didn't know any of those things, and you're just here for the guests and are very confused, well, just wait, because it's a fine line between clever and stupid. So, without further ado, let's cross the streams. (laughs) Forrest, take it away. All right, what's going on? Welcome to episode 81 of Movie Night Extravaganza. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have a whole slate of guests, uh, to talk about Spinal Tap tonight. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know who wants to do the the intros. I really hate doing that part. So I feel like since it's you, you know, just let everybody drums. wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think at this point everyone probably knows who I am, so we can we can skip that piece of it and and, and get to the good stuff. Yeah, well, all right. Well, I'm also joined by Jay Andrew World, uh, illustrator, artist, uh, magnificent specimen of a of a man, hunk of a man, really. Um, <laughs> Both sexy and sexist. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that explains my no girls allowed picture that I finished today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I uh, appreciate you dressing up for the occasion, Andy. Means yeah, I, I knew it was a special day for Conan, so I thought um, I'd sit on uh, my suit jacket to have a good line. Exactly, as we established from broadcast news, that was the yes. <laughs> so watch for the sweating, and exactly. <laughs> that All right. Also joined by. Christina Oaks, I'm Christina on Twitch, uh, good friend, fourth mic. Tonight we have like, you know, nine nine different mics going on. We're passing the mics around. Yeah, <laughs> like the Dutchie. I, I was, I was going to say, apparently in celebration of the Beastie Boys, uh, check your head being uh, 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that, that kills at the record store. Anyway, yeah, Christina... <laughs> Good to see you. I know you're you're, yeah. fo you're following this Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp thing so much that uh, you know you're you're basically the sole source of truth as far as I'm concerned. So. Justice for Johnny Depp. Let's go. I I watched that uh, <laughs> clip today where they were talking about how like he did a bunch of ecstasy or something over three days and and uh, allegedly beat her up or something. And yeah, ecstasy um, will do that to you. I mean, it sounds like meth more than anything, but. <laughs> Well, you know, when you confuse the two, that happens. Yeah, yeah well, Destiny did that that one time uh, during a debate. <laughs> um, all right. Also joined by <laughs> Erica Strout, Georgia-based filmmaker, uh, you know, musician, plays with Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. You know. Yeah, you, exactly. know. you know. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on this one. This is a special movie. And special episode. I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked to have you. It's uh, okay. this is this is this is going to be great. I'm I'm. It's really funny that all the people that I'm so excited to talk to, none of them uh, are on the screen right now. But all the other people that are in here, <laughs> I'm also very excited. You're not to talk excited to. to? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say it, it, there's just so much. There's so much to talk about and so much to talk to. Uh, so I think uh, for us, we were talking about maybe like playing the trailer and then bringing on Jerry. Is that uh, yeah? Let's do it. Awesome. Because I know you like to play the trailer beforehand. That's a thing that this show, Moving Extravaganza, Protonic people that should be paying attention to this show and don't uh, should subscribe and like and do all the things that you do on the internet. Uh, thank you. <laughs> 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 Clearly, that's why this has no crossover before this. <laughs> Through two decades, 17 classic albums, countless unforgettable concert triumphs. They changed the face of British rock music forever. And the best part is, they're back. Now, they're on the verge of the greatest comeback of all time. Rock and roll. This is their moment. Go right straight through this door here, down the hall. Yeah. Turn right. Their time has come. Rock and roll. Any minute now. Any second. Hello, stage. We were lost. A little job there. About 30 feet. Job to the left. Get ready. Get set. Spinal. 
My name is Marty DeBerge. I'm a filmmaker. One man dares to probe the hidden secrets. I was just pointing at it. I well, don't point. Even you don't even point. point. No, it can't be played. Never. I mean, can I look at it? One man dares to hear the shocking answers. It's tragic, really. He exploded on stage. To questions like. Is the world really ready for spinal tap? You put a greased, naked woman yes. on all fours yes. with a dog collar with around dog her collar. neck and a leash. And a leash. And pushing a black glove in her face to sniff it. You don't find that offensive? No, you don't no. find that sexist? Well, you should have seen the cover they wanted to do. After years of vicious gusset, the official explanation was he choked on vomit. Well, I can't prove whose vomit it was. Years of ugly rumors. It's a passing thing. This is a fact. And you are Spinal Tarp? Oh, what's going on here? Hi. Now, the vicious, ugly truth can be told. Well, I'm sure I'd feel much worse if I weren't under such heavy sedation. place where eardrums go to die come the living legends of rock and roll lunacy. This is Spinal Tap. You know, it's like Hemingway said, you know, remember them as they were and write them off. I'd say that's a pretty good preview. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Certainly better wrong. than the edge. <laughs> better than better than the edge. Let's see. Uh, how we move? That's not what I was trying to do here. Uh, and hold on. Now we'd like to introduce, of course. I, I'll figure this out. How do you solo someone that isn't me? Is it just because of my name's on this show that it has to be me? That oh, there you do this. Okay, there we go. Uh, Jerry Casali of the Mighty Devo. Thank you so much Woo-hoo. for joining us, sir. Uh, can you hear us? Everything okay? We, we everything good over in uh, Devo Landia? I can hear you. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I, I love having you on this, and not the least of which is because Devo had a real-life Spinal Tap moment, you know, where they're trying to, to find the stage, and it just constantly, the, the bit, it just keeps going and going. That actually happened to you guys, right? More than one. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, the way they play it for... Oh yeah, extreme Spinal comedy. Spinal Tap is Devo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's there's more than just that, right? <laughs> exactly the same. The sound is the same too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to have all right. Uh, let's see. This maybe I don't know. There we go. Is that better? I don't know. I'm trying to try and try. This to one's this. usually the one I I go with. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, I want to see. I'm, there's well, like 17. It's Hollywood Squares over here. I want to have Jerry be visible. <laughs> that's what I want to do. So we need three more people then. I know. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we laugh because it's sad. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> One of the things I like so much about this film is that it's it shows the extreme dark comedy of being in a band, but then also shows the kind of the, the great parts as well. But it's all kind of all right there and, and all like laid out. So when this came out, were you familiar with uh, with this when it came out? Obviously, a Rob Reiner film is like a big deal, right? You guys were pretty active at the time. Hollywood Square. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just I mean, we need to, what, uh, who was the one that was, uh, not Martin Mall. Was Martin Mall on that? I can't remember. Anyway. Martin uh, DeBerge? That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Uh, so would you agree, Jerry, that it's kind of like just as much documentary as mockumentary in certain ways, as far as like the interpersonal relationships and things along those lines between the members of Spinal Tap? Uh-oh. Is it me? Are we good? I don't know. Maybe moving all these uh, panels I can around. Hear you. you froze them. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Jerry? Can you? Connection. Oh, okay. I know that. Uh... And, and oh. you may have been asking. Yes. Hello. Yes. I think you're. Think... I, I see. I saw. Yeah, I well, see, this is Spinal Tap. This is <laughs> <laughs> somebody said I saw five black screens, and now you're now you're back. Okay, great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this is a very Spinal Tap moment, right? Yeah, that, that you're, you're very it's, it's very true. The weird the weird thing about Streamyard is uh, you see everybody else's black screens when it's you that's going out, or when when it's you that's frozen. So it seems like everyone else is like the issue, and then you realize it's you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, Jerry, are we are we black screens, or can you can can you talk about Spinal Tap with us? Because that's sort of the conceit of this bit. So, <laughs> oh no, fantastic! No. All right, <laughs> lovely. Um, okay. <laughs> so. We're punctual. Oh, you know, punctual is important with uh, with a rock band for certain fans. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, the punctuality, right? I love the scene where they're trying to get to the stage. And they keep getting you know, turned around. They're going this way. They're going that way. And they're going the other way. And they're going this way. And it goes on for seemingly for forever. And they're, like, trying to stay pumped up about getting on stage to play and and everything and it's just it's 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 it, it goes on for like almost like a lynchian amount of like torturousness <laughs> and, I, and and i'm for it am i the, am i the only one there i actually have no. a recurring nightmare of, of getting stuck backstage <laughs> trying to get on stage oh really yeah um yeah. I, I sometimes it's just like that's the entire dream that's, that's uh, sometimes dream. i might get lucky and find outside and then i can't get back inside because we're locked out at that point. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, you guys remember shadow work on that one. Do you guys remember when um when I think it was Ben Carson uh, at a, at one of like the Democrat or Republican debates that uh, got stuck backstage. Him and, him Trump. and Trump. Yeah, him and Trump got stuck backstage <laughs> and went the wrong direction or something like that. And everybody else was on stage waiting for them and they were kind of just backstage facing the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which is pretty great. Um, oh, that's amazing. Chris Murphy of Sloan. How do you feel about the uh, about that? About the uh, the backstage scene? Has Sloan ever been in that situation? Am I on? You are on. Yeah, yeah. Really? How do you do? 
Um, uh, what was the question? Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Sorry. What, what, no, that's fine. You're 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 being a mensch here. Uh, I, I can throw in Brian as well because this is apparently just chaos. I don't know, but the uh, <laughs> we're talking about when they're trying to get to the stage. They're trying to get to the stage. Oh yeah, well that's uh, that's one of the quotes that uh, you know. As so my the reason I'm here, I play in a in a music group called Sloan, and uh, and I don't know if I need to explain who I am, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so being in a band, I've been in a band for 30 years. By the way, my first year, my first tour was about 30 years ago exactly. And and uh, check your head was just out. Oh, that's all we played on the first tour. That's how old we are. But um, yeah, every time you're looking around backstage, you uh, you say hello Cleveland and all that whole thing. There are a whole bunch of uh, ways that uh, this movie is is terrifying for for career bands. It's it reads as a sort of playbook of of what not to do. I almost think it. It kind of took the fun out of rock and roll for people, well, for dummies, like for like, you know, it kind of, you know, for the, I think people like Nirvana or like these people who are kind of my, bands who are my age, they would have seen this movie and, and just thought, uh, just, we have to do the opposite of these morons. And I think that it sort of created a more sort of self-aware rocker, um, unlike these kind of guys, but you know, these the sort of hair metal and all that kind of stuff of the eight, this is 82. There were still all kinds of uh, bands that were not very self-aware after this that continued to be uh, uh, dummies. I, I, sorry, I don't know what there I'm still are. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that so has funny. not stopped Chris Murphy. <laughs> but but, but I, feel like, I feel like all that, you know, all those big grunge bands of the 90s, all those 90s bands saw, had seen Spinal Tap clearly and were sort of not behaving like morons yeah. anymore. And I think they were less sexist and less stupid and you know that kind of i think those kinds you're of, an optimist well i, I think I think, <laughs> I think there were i think there were a lot of cool bands uh you know well before this and after but uh anyway uh, do you did you i you sort of asked me a question i don't know what my i was going to start with a little thesis about things but uh sorry carry on i'll just be a panelist here yeah yeah well i, I think the idea was we were going to break it up and have everybody individually be on but uh that obviously has <laughs> been flown up of the window with the script and flames so uh, i was just i was just saying have me on if, if there was some technical problems but now kick me off and have uh have uh, jerry on again and, and I'll, I'll come back okay sounds good chris chris murphy we'll we'll be talking a little later in the show thank you so much for for, for jumping out the last at the last second right on for this yeah. too uh, okay. Give him the applause sound effect. I know. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I feel like I feel like though the uh, like the heavy the heavy metal scene like that that era. Um, there's something like incredibly delusional about some of it, right? Like it's almost like where like the like the live shows. I mean, like it's something. It's almost like uh, pro wrestling meets like music you know what i mean like the over-the-top cod pieces that people literally had on like that they made fun that they make fun of in this movie like um kind of these characters that they're playing right like they're no longer musicians they're almost like a character on stage and we talked about this when we uh talked about sid and nancy like it almost doesn't matter um at some point like that they're musicians as much as they're just like characters almost and i i feel like after this Tropes. this time period that started to kind of i mean you, you still see it sometimes but like um I mean, now, especially with like everybody's kind of a brand, I guess. But like, you know, I, I think that it's almost like it wasn't really about the music. It's more about, you know, the lifestyle and uh, kind of who you are and these like really outrageous uh, stunts you get into, like the fucking Stonehenge thing, which is really funny. But like, you know, it, it speaks to something true. I think um, it probably also about... depends on the le like 
the level there you're at as a musician. Like, I think at that time, like the bigger you got, maybe the more fanfare was expected of the show that you were putting on. Well, that's that's, that's yeah, a good that's anymore? a good pivot to Jerry, who uh, Jerry, uh, well, welcome welcome back, by the way. Um, <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. There yes. was much rejoicing Yay. indeed. Yeah. Uh, so why don't why why don't you give us a uh, an insider's view of you know what that was like when Devo first started operating? Right, that stuff was like ubiquitous. Like that. Well, Spinal that. Tap is Devo, and uh, I I tend to think this is a little more timeless and universal than some of the other panelists here. I, maybe people think they're mm-hmm. self-aware or they, they think they're not as delusional, but there's just a new kind of delusion and self-consciousness, not self-awareness. But uh, all I can say is the scene that you liked in Cleveland happened to us verbatim. We were misdirected on purpose by the union crew who hates all the bands they work for to come through there. And they, on purpose, gave us the wrong directions under the stage. We had a theatrical show. We were supposed to show up on treadmills when the lights hit. The treadmills are going. We're trapped under the stage in a dead end uh, on purpose because they sabotaged us. And we hear the cue. We hear the sequencer line and the treadmill cue. And we're under the stage. (laughs) It was perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, under the stage instead of on the stage, which is uh, yeah. The lights <laughs> hit the empty treadmills. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm reminded of the um, and the crowd goes. Right. <laughs> I'm reminded of the uh, they, they look for all the world like vaginas, but sort of space eggs that Spinal Taps in, and um, of course uh, Derek Smalls gets stuck in one of them and can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> malfunctioning props. Yeah, malfunctioning props. That's a good one. I like basically they, they, just they, took a hammer to it. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The crew's like, oh, all right. The blowtorch. They finally get it open. It's just at the end of the song, and he has to go back in it, and then it's closed. It's and let him in. Yeah, it's a great bit. <laughs> yeah, they definitely loaded the script with every possible joke that rings true. Still today, they put them all in Spinal Tap. Right. That's why it's as funny now as it was then. The way Strangelove, Doctor Strangelove, is still as funny as it was. There isn't really—I don't think there really was a script for uh, for Spinal Tap. It, like they kind of improved a lot of it, which is yeah. kind of—I mean, obviously they're making all these references to things that actually did happen, and like you know, like the drummer bits or whatever. But it, it's kind of interesting how much of it seems to have actually been like kind of off the cuff. I mean, you know, knowing the information, like doing research and knowing the information about mm-hmm. uh, stuff that happened to different bands, but like then kind of That's right. like, yeah. just kind of spitballing it. Yeah. But if you look at the at the careers like of those actors since then too, like I mean they're all like improv masters. Like that's that's yeah. definitely a big strength of theirs. It's it's one of the secrets make- not so much of a secret, but it's one of the reasons why it works so well, right? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh um like oh. two days ago or something, uh the Better Call Saul um last season premiered and uh Michael McKean is is uh Saul's brother in the first few episodes of that show and like it's not a comedy role like he plays it incredibly seriously like he uses his regular voice obviously and he's the he's the brother that like has agoraphobia and thinks that if he goes outside like the radiation's gonna get him or whatever and he plays that role masterfully and I completely forgot that he's the same actor in Spinal Tap so I saw Spinal Tap so many times as a kid <laughs> yeah man Roseanne must have confused you as a kid <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. He's... Which John Goodman is it? 
<laughs> fantastic performances in this one, of course. Yeah, yeah, Jerry, you got kind of cheated out of of your intro uh, a, a little bit, right. but but we're, uh, we're 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 happy that you're here with us. One thing I really want to talk about uh, the usage of costumes and props. Now, Devo, known for costumes and props, and you mentioned the Stonehenge thing. I think that's so amazing because the whole the, the the bit is that it's supposed to be. Uh, 18 feet. feet. Not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they marked it as 18 inches, so they have this tiny little Stonehenge that is, uh, yeah. that, that is incredible. And I mean, I I know first time I saw that I was you know bawling it laughing, and then like later on laughing for different reasons. Uh, but I, I mean that kind of thing that happened, right? Especially in the non-internet age. Oh yeah, all of that happens. All of. It. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times like I'm measuring some artwork and, and I'm using like the, the little hatch marks for feet and inches. And I always feel like I fuck them up, but I'm just like, whatever, I know what they mean. Nobody... <laughs> I'm not yeah, handing yeah. this off to anybody. To... Yeah. If you're the only one, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> you I can, can get away with it. <laughs> um, but, but like, like I, as soon as they showed, pulled out that napkin, I just like felt this flash of shame. Right. <laughs> Cause everything's done on the flying off the cuff and then they hand it off to some technicians then they never see it until it happens. That is all true. We're laughing because it's sad and true. Yeah, That's what people laughed at ever since the first films, ever since slapstick. You're laughing at stupidity. You're laughing at mishaps and pain, whether it's psychological or physical. And mm-hmm. Spinal Tap put it all you know, in a very concentrated Powerball. They got every true joke in one film that you could do. And and also the fact that they just kind of suck as a band, and everyone acknowledges throughout the movie that they suck, and they're just constantly kind of getting, uh, you know, like they're constantly getting uh, their egos, I think, torn down, which is you know inherently a, a funny uh, a premise, I guess, because or, you know, or your kiss or your kiss, and you suck, and everybody loves you. Yeah, I, mean, I think Spinal Type kind of has both of those <laughs> things going on, right? Like, and that's what, one of the things that makes it so interesting. Oh, uh, this does suck. <laughs> and when you listen to the interviews of Simmons and um, you know and his partner, they're perfect. They're, it's like a Spinal Tap script. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is quite incredible how Kiss like uh, the whole the whole thing is. Yeah, well, there's that whole glam element mm-hmm. mixed in there. It feels Very like it feels like Kiss is almost like the logical conclusion of that era of like glam, like glam amphitheater rock, and they yeah, make fun of that like- in this movie. Just kiss is like a boy yeah. band. Like, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> you just made me really happy with that comment. <laughs> well, Jerry, again, Devo was a you know a movement first and then a band, right? And and you took what you did very seriously, but the absurdism was kind of baked into the entire concept. There was a self awareness to it, right? I well, mean, we were serious about our joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, do I mean, you <laughs> like? You have to be. You have to be, exactly. (laughs) You have to be serious when you're joking. I mean, we did say we're all Devo, and we didn't exempt ourselves from that because we knew better. Um, Humans are, you know, horribly conflicted, capable of great things and unmeasured evil at the same time. And, And evil tends to win out most of the time on this planet. So... We were admitting the absurdity of it all. That was based in the look, in the lyrics, in the movements on stage. Nobody would have mistaken us for being staged by a choreographer. Right. 
<laughs> well, and that's in and of itself was unique and and interesting uh, in the time. And it, it, the fact that what you were doing was so different as well is something that you know led to a lot of bands and, and artists like looking at it and being like, "Aha, maybe yeah. I don't want to sound just like that or look just like that, but there's a different way to approach this." Well, we were trying to let the audience in on the satire, like you're with us. Right. We're not trying to sell you on something else. Yeah, and it's it's considering how much, uh, <laughs> considering how much, uh, yes, the best case interview was when Ace Frehley was drunk on Tom Snyder. That's that's correct. That's correct, Stevie. <laughs> that was Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd feel worse if I wasn't under such heavy sedation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, it just, it's, it strikes me that what Devo did was just, you know, so unique at the time. Uh, and, and again, it led to the whole, and we talked about this, Jerry, when you've been on Protonic before, that almost mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the children of Devo, like the, the, the many bands that have come since then that like maybe it has less to do with the music but more to do with the approach and the critical thinking and, and the uh, healthy embrace of the absurd. Uh, well, yeah, that's it. The world, the world view. We have that meta world view that has persisted because guess what? De-evolution is real and I don't think anybody would even contest that now. Yes. I think that that's best. considering uh, Christina. What what was the, what, you watched the Amber Heard Johnny Depp the, oh. like depositions in real time? Shit this, on this. the bed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Amber Heard. That's what we're calling her now. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a little shit on the bed. It's not you know no big deal. But it's so crazy though that uh, Eve Eve Barlow or whatever her like uh, Amber Heard's new like. Super Zionist uh, girlfriend that is the person that everybody hates on Twitter because she posts like all of the like pro IDF um, uh, propaganda or whatever ran into the trial and had to be removed from it. Um, and they had to bar her from it. Wow. <laughs> I have not been following this at all. Right I have no there. idea about any of this. I've been keeping up with it. Well, yeah. The best part though is that her uh, uh, Amber Heard's lawyer said that uh, she's not a journalist. <laughs> okay, we need the disclaimer that's we needed that okay <laughs> yeah. uh yeah a lawyer no less I, I i mean and i think it's i i, I love so going back to the movie right i i love their interactions with the press you know such such yeah. as they are uh classic classic examples Perfect. classic tropes and yeah and you have yeah. little small characters like um like the paul schaefer character the radio promoter guy right and yeah and, this cast is insane yeah and and we were we were talking about the uh i was talking about the uh the scene where they go to do the signing that nobody shows up to uh and then that's uh and i was talking about it with uh with with brian earlier and mm-hmm. it, it that's such a trope of just like yeah. oh they're, they're working hard to do something you know, like where there's going to be, oh, the fans are going to meet Spinal Tap and they're going to sign records. And it's just played completely straight. There's nobody there. But you see uh, Harry Shearer is just sitting there blowing his nose and kind of sniffling. And that's the only sound that's being made. It's an incredibly depressing tableau of, of uh, quote unquote promotion, radio promotion. It's a sad comeback. <laughs> well, and, and 
I mean, it's it's hard to describe for like the younger viewers and the the younger uh, listeners of the show that like that was a big deal. If you wanted to be known by audiences, you had to be played on the radio. Yeah. So therefore, you yes. had people like this Paul Schaefer character, you know, very well-meaning that like uh, you know is basically known for his glad handing and and perhaps for the party drugs, and uh, you know plied his trade. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Was that was that on point, Jerry? I mean, you were you were there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we would we would land in a town, and before we could go to the hotel, we went to the radio station. That was what the machinery of the label would do: go from the airport to the radio station, do your duty, and the guys with the the really long hair and baseball jackets that had been you know, usually paid off by independent promoters with coke and prostitutes. Debo didn't garner that. So nobody had paid them with coke or prostitutes. So Debo comes to the station, these nerds with short hair and, you know, just dressed very austerely. And they were so bummed out by us. They hated us. It was amazing. And then when Whip It became a hit, then they started to change. But then we ruined that, too, because they'd go, hey, Whip It, hey. <laughs> or, they'd, or they'd make the Whip track. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, you guys want to talk about S&M? And, and I go, it's really not about that. And then they just frown, like, what? Not about that. Get this guy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, my you mom wanted to say she's a huge Devo fan too, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm hanging with a guy who's leasing her Devo." She was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, she's like, "I remember when like the music video premiered." I'm like, "I forgot that you're like, my mom was there when like MTV first started and all yeah. of that." Yeah. So there's there's just a lot of history. What was the '81 when yes. MTV started? Well, MTV '81 yes. went national, like went national franchise. They had three stations the year before that in three oh. cities uh, and they were playing, they didn't have any content. They had four Devo videos, Radio Killed the, uh, video, video, killed the radio, video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. And, and uh, Ashes to Ashes, the David oh, Mamet yeah. uh, video for Bowie. Did and Mamet those, do those, that one? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, and they just rotate those videos. And they go, we're, we can't pay you, but we're going to make you big stars. And then, of course, what happened Great. What happened was when they went franchise national with, with, with uh, American Express money, uh, suddenly they tied their playlist to the top 40 FM station playlist. And no longer did videos or original stuff matter at all, no matter how cool the video was. If your song wasn't in the top 40 rising, you weren't going to get on MTV. So that's why you started seeing every video looking alike, like it was factory stamped. Like, yeah. here's the pissed off girl who throws the glass. Here's the flowers that break on the floor when they were really made of ice. And <laughs> you know? Sounds like the November Rain video. <laughs> oh, a well, thousand of them. If the vase fits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, and and you're no stranger to the format as well, because one of the things that you know, if folks that are avid devotees will know, but maybe uh, the casual fan might not, the video element was huge to what you guys yes. did uh, from the yeah. very beginning, and yeah. 
it, it was such a nice confluence of there, yeah, there being a time where the freaks were let in for a minute and a half, right? And then, uh, you know, there, there was a moment. There was, there was a moment where you could that was kind it. Of, yeah, that was about, that was about <laughs> the long and short of it. No, I mean, we were, we were the geeks who actually thought we were making, you know, music-driven short films. That's what we were doing. There was no MTV. Yeah. So that was our big idea. <laughs> and it got reduced to promo that was basically – Worthless, couldn't be monetized. Mm, yeah, they were look. incredible, though. You guys did a great job <laughs> yeah. on those. <laughs> At least they were Absolutely. they were real and they were done with, for no money because yeah. we weren't getting a big hunk of money to do them. We do them ourselves. Yeah, well, they're, I, they're very enjoyable. They are, and they were very ahead of their time too. Like things like I, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, you know the video that had like the the sort of like super saturated color. Um, uh, was it Girl You Want? I think that like uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 reversed the phase on the color on purpose. Yeah. It was like, it was like a video mistake that we saw and we said, okay, we're doing that. And I love that kind of, and that, and to have them all, and they're in the, I'm sure they're just on the internet wherever people find that stuff. But uh, I love that was uh, for free. (laughs) There's a DVD too, though. There's a DVD that has all of them for people that enjoy physical media. If I had the, if I had the DVD, I guess they do Blu-rays now, right? Sorry, I'm dating myself. Uh, if I had the Blu-ray for Spinal Tap, I could have seen it with the commentary track where they do it in character, which is astounding and basically a separate movie. And I guess that's on uh-huh. YouTube, too, which Forrest said to show me. And that's good. Yeah. It's- that's like when R. Kelly sat in the uh, <laughs> empty theater talking about Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> right. Uh- <laughs> it's amazing. It's Spinal Tap. It, it, you know what? Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I never would have thought we'd be talking about trapped in the closet tonight. This is amazing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a soap opera. No, a hip hop. When I go to the closet, uh, I'm in the closet. Fantastic. <laughs> and then we're trapped in the closet. How about when he's the guys, this preacher's coming back and going to catch him, and he goes, Baby, I'll jump out the window. She says, Oh, no, baby, you on the fifth floor. <laughs> that's, that's good oh man they, they have like they have the they have the gay subplot then they have the subplot like with the with the you know the uh little person in, in involved they, they got in it all they have they, they have so like i remember watching it like a really long time ago and every single time i was surprised like they would end it on that note and i'd be like oh what's, what's gonna happen like you cannot predict what's gonna happen next <laughs> and then when he sings about pulling the beretta out of the dresser he, he in the commentary track he goes now beretta is not my favorite breath, but i needed something to rhyme with dresser come on clearly yes i mean that's that's some david st hubbins business right there for it's sure incredible <laughs> Beretta, Anna, Anna, Anna. I, I like, I like his, uh, you know, his fade out too. <laughs> Always, yeah. <laughs> so sending around Beretta. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, I like Weird Al's version of it where he did uh, "Trapped in the Drive Through." And he did his own version. Of, I mean, it's like 11 minutes or something, but he did his own version of like an episode of it where he's like talking to his wife about going to get food and then they can't decide on something. So they end up going to McDonald's and getting trapped in the drive through. <laughs> and Weird Al. And that's Spinal Tap too. It is. It, it is. And, and Weird Al made, I think, one of the best Devo songs that you guys didn't make, which is Dare to be Stupid. Yes. Which is astounding. Okay. 
<laughs> did, did he ever contact you guys about doing like an homage or anything along those the lines? No, or? he didn't. He just did it. He, he's he didn't ask for the rights. No, because yeah, it's a parody. Yeah. 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 You're allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. Style parodies are a little different. Uh, it's way better than his They Might Be Giants one he did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't spend too much time thinking about Weird Al. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, fun, that's, that's fair. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, it's in that, I mean, you call yourself Weird Al and you do parodies. That's easy. That's in that kind of like Dr. Demento world. It's goofy, you know, and that's, that's it. Like, I'm goofy. Yeah. I'm being goofy. Watch this. Shaving uh, cream, you know, that's a, that's a yeah. classic Demento bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are especially great, especially when you're a young boy. Those are especially great. I can't speak to <laughs> hearing them yeah. now necessarily. But but I, what makes Spinal Tap so great is it, it always stays above that high-end satire, above parody and silly, you know, geeky jokes. It, it doesn't let you off the hook. It's really good. And that's Yeah, that's and – and- I think that it's kind of almost understated in the sense of like, you know, I mean, the, the you know, bands at that point, because they're a, they're a band that just kind of in the movie anyway, have, have done a whole bunch of different styles, right? Like they show you the yeah. uh, hippie turn that they were doing. They show you yeah. like, um, yeah. So they kind of are looking for their sound the entire movie, but they're also kind of like understated in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you, you feel like these are actual uh, musicians that you're looking at. They don't exactly. play the laughs. You know, like, 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 uh, I think like Dewey Cox, like Walk Hard, that movie like goes out of its way to make it as over the top as possible. And that's a funny movie, but I like the Spinal Tap didn't do that. And they kind of make it so that it's almost like it could be, I mean, it's ridiculous, but like, it almost could be, uh, um, like an actual rockumentary. Yeah. Where Walk Hard's kind of campy in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Spinal Tap avoids that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Rock Hard because yeah, it's exactly you know, aesthetically in terms of comedy, the other direction. And it's yeah. easier in a way. The running gag about, dude, you don't want to do this drug. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with this, do we? <laughs> It'll make you feel real good. Real powerful. Why wouldn't I want to do that? <laughs> Every time. It'll turn all your bad feelings into good ones. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's the, the, the Tom Hanks film, uh, That Thing You Do, that nailed some things properly. Oh wow! I did not expect that to be referenced uh, tonight either. Yeah, but a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. Like I sometimes forget that that film exists at times. I'm like, oh, Tom Hanks did a film like that once. And now he's going to play the Colonel Sanders. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know the Colonel. Yeah, the, the Colonel for the Oh, you know. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the manager. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, I have uh, yeah, that, Elvis. Um, sure. Which is weird because, like, you're going to want to like him and you don't want to like the Colonel. No, yeah. Really screwed up Hollywood likes his, to, uh, yeah. career. Yeah, Hollywood likes to do that, likes to get actors you love and let them play bad guys so that it doesn't get too real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've uh, thought about that before. So, so Jerry, I'm going to we're going to go ahead and uh, we, we're going to we first of all, thank you so much for coming on for this. This, this has been thank great. You. It's been great talking to you about Spinal Tap. Uh, I would like to bring on very briefly, if you don't mind some overlap here, uh, Mr. Uh, Brian Teasley, Manor Astroman, a band right. that I would say is very much a child of Devo. 
uh, and and a good dude and and a, and a very funny guy. And there's a lot of people on this freaking show, aren't there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. Hey, you asked for it. I. You know what? Where are the other? You're two? not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, it's everyone but Chris Murphy. I don't know why I just don't bring Chris Murphy on again. But uh, uh, by the way, Crybaby, do you like the film Crybaby? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yes, okay. it's a great film. <laughs> just check it. It is. Just making it's, sure. it's a it's a better film than it has any right to be too. It's one yeah. of those films, right? Yeah, Where like you hear the, hear the plot of it and you're like, oh, that's not going to be any good. And then you see it, and you're like, no, all right, this is actually a pretty. Yeah. Good, it's great. Film. Yeah. John hey, Conan. Camp. Conan, this is Brian from Manor Astroman. While Jerry's still on, I want to ask him a question. If Please. That's okay. I was hoping you would. Um, I'm broadcasting here in Birmingham, Alabama, about, uh, uh, of all places, about a mile from where Sun Ra was born. Uh-huh. And there is a real infamous show that Devo played in 1975 that's with right. the co bill with Sun Ra, um, right. which seemed to have some spinal tap type of elements to it itself. Totally. And. Um, uh, how was that, Jerry? What, what was that experience like? You know, in retrospect, we we have pumped it up apocryphally into something great, but it was pretty horrible that night. Right. But, uh, I mean, we were, um, we got the gig by me lying and saying we were a cover band. <laughs> and, Love it. And so, whatever works. Yeah. By about the third song, when we, we played Be Stiff, I, I said, here's one by Bad Company, and we. <laughs> I love Bad Company. And of course, all the, all the audience. It's a Halloween party for WMMS Radio, mm-hmm. big FM station. So all the people associated with the station that were invited to the party, it was costume party. So they're all in like the typical cliched Frankenstein werewolves. The girls are all in prostitute clothing and. Uh, they're, they're going upstairs and they're doing nitrous oxide. And, and so there, there's all these kind of jockey guys in monster outfits, and they're getting more pissed off by the minute. <laughs> so they attack us when we start Are, are We Not Men, Jocko Homo. Yeah. They physically attack us on stage. Because Mark starts going, are we not men? And guy grabs the mic and goes, you're fucking assholes, motherfucker. We're going to kick your fucking ass. And they just, they came up on stage and they started ripping apart our equipment and our road crew and them started fighting and we exited out the back door and we went to a uh, terrible restaurant that everybody used to love to go to, Captain Frank's. It's, it's featured in the movie Stranger Than Paradise. Oh yeah, it's a movie. The, yeah. When they're in the dead of winter, they're outside Captain Frank's looking at a frozen Lake Erie. And of course, everything there was fried and breaded. And we went there and just, uh, you know, we were so relieved to not be inside. And we were eating the fried and breaded stuff. And then we go, well, let's go back. So we go to our van and we change out of our Devo clothes into just our streetwear. <laughs> and nobody recognized us. And we're in the party. <laughs> and Sun Ra comes on. And these people are all drunk now and wasted. And Sun Ra comes on. And he started a jam that. He didn't get off of he it lasted 25 minutes and he started chanting only 25 years till the 21st century 25 years till century 21 25 years and he just kept it up and the musicians started piling on and piling on and building it and building it and these people were just like leaving in droves 
we were the only ones left sitting there going, this is cool. It was Devo watching Sun Ra. <laughs> That's yeah. how the night ended. That's... You know, it's sometimes it takes a lot more bravery to uh, drive an audience off than to keep them there, and yeah. uh, and that sounds like the right audience to do it to. So I just I, I love the fact that you guys and Sunra were on the same bill, yeah. regardless of what yeah, happened. Just however it got there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brian Teasley yeah, right. already providing value for the show, by the way. Well, well I have, I have, we, it wasn't. We weren't worthy. We shouldn't have been allowed oh, no. for Sunra. <laughs> Well, I have to say, I don't like Dare to be Stupid either. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like... Cheap uh, shot. Well, it's kind of the difference between... Uh, do you know Bad News, which was... Uh, the, the guys in The Young Ones kind of predated Spinal Tap with Bad News in 83. And it's the most crass... Like It's great in its own way, but it's crass. It's very surface level, whereas Spinal Tap, what makes it great is there's this universal element of, regardless of how big your band is, you can relate to... There's a universal element to everything. And there's actually, not to sound super pretentious, but there's just this you know, pathos to, uh, especially Nigel and David, the connection between the two. And it's kind of the same with Dare to be Stupid and Devo to me because Weird Al's just like, oh, these guys are like wearing um, matching outfits and there's a French fry going in a donut or whatever. And there's nothing of that biting social commentary. Like it completely misses the point. And out of, out of all things to parody, it seemed strange. Well, we made That's, it easy I, for people to make fun of us on purpose. Sure. And you can parody anything. I mean, you know, no matter what it is, but right. um, I just wanted to agree with you on that point. Cause that right. one always was like, you know, just because it, it's not even a Devo song either. You know, it's no. like most of the time he right, get right. Right stop sucking it. up Teasley. I know I'm not <laughs> sucking up. I, I had to, I, I had to agree. Jack's fired. <laughs> I don't like no. it. It's so trivial. It's, he's trivial. Well, this is not my own. This is not my only disagreeing point, Conan. Also, I think Spinal Tap is a great band. It's hard to play, like not poorly written songs, but songs that are specifically cheesy in very specific ways. It's easy to do your thing and do it well, but um, it really takes the kind of seasoned special musicians and training that they all had to pull off that record. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do a record like that. I, right. I fully, I fully agree. I fully agree. The, with that. the, yeah. the you're, you're back on my okay the, list easily. Thank you. The bass lines on like big bottom. It's like, who comes up with that? It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's also genius. So well, I, I mean, oh, those are only two issues I've had. So otherwise we're good. Okay. So, uh, so, so first of all, I guess we could, we should mention that, uh, you know, Brian Teasley, the American musician, producer, writer, and entrepreneur from Alabama, founding member of Man and Rasterman, bird stuff, and Servatron. He's played with such artists as Polyphonic Spree, The Causey Way, and St. Vincent. He's also the proprietor of Saturn in Alabama. Uh, and also, as one of our two bass players on this panel, Chris Murphy, of course, coming up next, Jerry, Big Bottom was invoked. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Big Bottom? <laughs> I loved it. I, who doesn't like big bottoms? Uh, no, uh, I mean, I, he, he's whatever was said was absolutely accurate, that it's not just bad. These songs are coming from a place where they truly understand what they are making fun of in a substantive way. And it's it's the smartness of the comedy that makes you laugh and keeps you watching. I mean, Spinal Tap's a smart movie. 
It is. And uh, before I go, I'd like to vote for a movie that nobody knows how smart it is for you to include in the future. Sweet Smell of Success? No, uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dog. Oh! I love that film! Yes. Yeah. Listen to the music in that. Yes. We should totally Would you do come back on and talk to us about that movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Z-Man Ronnie Barcel, baby. <laughs> uh, Jerry Casale, thank you so much for coming on. Right. It's, it's such a big honor thank to you. have you, and uh, uh, we, 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 we don't take it lightly. And uh, oh, 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 shoot, shoot. I totally forgot uh, I'm supposed to mention you have a new record. You have a new record. Well, new-ish record. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, well... It's kind of new. It, it's like G. It's the Jihad Jerry record with new stuff, and it's new songs, new, new songs new, on it, including right. some of the old ones. The Jihad Jerry and the Evil Doers on red vinyl, including my latest song and video. Uh, I'm gonna pay you back, which I, is great. I'm truly happy with the video. I did it with Davy Force, the the CGI artist that uses AI uh, programs to mess with live action. Uh, it's worth seeing. You can see it anywhere on YouTube. I'm going to pay you back. And uh, you can get that at, uh, at the website. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, it's great. So I recommend that people, especially devotees that may or may not have the best searchable skills necessarily, uh, <laughs> check it out. Check it out and, and, and buy a copy because it's a, it's it a beautiful nice talking to you guys. Really nice uh, talk. Thank you so much for doing it, Jerry. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he is, Jerry Casali. He was happy to put those headphones down. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Look, I'll take what yeah. I can get, right? Like, right, no, no. Hey, and congratulations on your eighth uh, thanks, anniversary. Man. Thanks. Yeah, I just like I have to do the most labor-intensive and bizarre thing possible. Uh, I don't want to forget how long you've endured this. <laughs> eight, eight years. So, badge of honor to you. I. Uh, <laughs> It's it's a it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, this 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 is uh, this this is a this is a fun time because I get to like all the people that I'm bringing on are people that are just people I love talking to also, and they also happen to be like very big in my world. Uh, so, I, one thing I want to talk to you about, Brian, was uh, and we, that we didn't talk about on the phone earlier today is uh, the we sp- talk on the phone every 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 morning for brunch. <laughs> it's what we, we have do. a brunch a brunch call. You guys have a brunch call every morning? Every day. <laughs> we talk about you, actually. Can I, join, can I join in? Yeah, I wish yes. we did. That sounds awesome. We're, we've, been, have... we've been searching for other people. It's a little jealous. It's just <laughs> Brian and I <laughs> talking back and forth. Um, I, have a, I have a clip to introduce the next segment of, of oh, stuff. Oh, awesome. Uh, awesome. So Forrest is going to play a clip, and then we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll speak about it, because that's what we do on this show, which is different from my show, which is freewheeling and one-on-one, and clearly I'm very comfortable with all of that. <laughs> The free will and Kona Neutron. That's, That's right. Coming, <laughs> coming next year, apparently, with everything else. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. I know I know what this one is. It's the, it's the one on uh, Big Bottom. Yeah, one day, we, we looked out in the audience, and we noticed that a, a lot of the girls in the front in, in the front row. Well, not in the front. Had, well, had, had a big they had very row. little front. Had a big yeah. back row. Had a big back row. They had their own, in the front row, they had their own back row. That's yeah. right. And I don't know what it is about this group, uh, but we do attract the larger posterior. 
Well, uh, woman, since this song was written, this is... Oh, yeah, and I'm saying like before that, it's like before that, that it was what inspired that was yeah. the fact that a lot of our fans were, were, were you know, were sitting on a great deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were part of that deal, I think. Yeah, well, it, it uh, I think it's fair to say that if, uh, if I have one real contribution that I've made to Western civilization, it's that riff at the start of the big bottom. It's iconic. It's uh, and that's what, what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, the iconic one. Yeah, it's iconic. Except you didn't come up with it. What are you talking about? David came up with that. He played it on guitar, and then you played it on. Band. No, no, not quite. No, no, historically, I think he's right. I think he did come up with that. Then he played it on yeah. guitar, da, 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 and then da, da, I learned da, da, it off of him. Da, 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 da. That was me. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah, but yeah. That's my. That's okay. my. That's Fair my, enough. Yeah. It's iconic. No, but it's, it's iconic. always nice to uh, do a show, look out in the uh, crowd, and see uh, women with uh, large uh, tushies. You know, I think there's an American term we've learned. Yeah, tush, tushy, tush, yeah. touche. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a French. It's a French word for. Uh, I think bottom. that we were actually ahead of our time. We always and behind been. everything else. Yeah. Mm. Uh, ahead of our time, behind the curve. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, who's the one who did "Baby Got Back"? Right. Uh, uh, so, so it's a lot. That's that rib commercial, right? No, it's before that. No, no. Baby, no, you're thinking of "Baby Back" ribs now. Ah, baby, no, got baby got back. Yeah. Uh, and that was like years after. Ripped us off. We did. Ripped yeah. us off. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the a, first time. Did we see a penny no. from it? No. 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 We saw one dime and some nails. So that's ten yeah. pennies. Yeah. yeah. But it, the great thing about this song is, I think, it, it 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 puts a picture in your mind. So when you hear that riff, you hear that song. You see up, it. You yeah. see yeah. them jiggling. Yeah, yeah. I think any good song really does that where you it evokes an image yeah. and in big bottom you know it's really right in front it of invokes you. it and it revokes it right in front yeah. of and of course musically for all your musos out there you can hear there's three bases yeah oh yeah uh, and a lot of bass keyboard and mainly the bass, bass drum yeah uh, at um live uh, uh, we had 19 19 bass players it was an odd number that's all i remember yeah 19 yeah. but it was a, a lot of them we're odd. pretty odd, yeah. 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 No, we had some some serious. You can't have too many bases, really. No. If you think of physically, it. you cannot overload the bass spectrum. No, no, it's impossible. No. 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 And people, historically, people. This goes way back. Love hearing low sounds. It's yeah. like whales and orangutan and various creatures of the night. They love a low sound. Whales are creatures of the night. Well, they sure. What do you think they do? Well, it's always dark where they are. Yeah, that's what I mean. Water, but yeah. that's not night. Well, it's not always dark because they swim near the surface. No, and it's light. Not very no, they don't. No, huh? only when they know there's a ship full of people yeah, watching them, then they come they're up. Breach. Yeah. They take the, the close up. Yeah. But so that's the that's pretty much the story of uh, Big Big Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. yeah. It may be the single most covered non-hit in the history of rock and roll. Wow. Yeah. It's quite a distinction, isn't it? It's a distinction without a difference. <laughs> I fucking love these guys. <laughs> Amazing. Vampires, whales, both creatures of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creatures of the night. <laughs> you know. uh, well, it's always dark where they are. I don't <laughs> I, I like that they did the kind of looking like shit part of stuff, like where they didn't try to like spruce themselves up. They just put on the old wigs that still don't. That don't look realistic now you know what i mean and just like mm -hmm. went for it rather than kind of trying to like recreate their look from uh from the 80s <laughs> yeah we had yeah. a double bass at one point 
um, a guitar with two necks, basically. Oh, that was the EVAC tour, right? Yeah, and there was uh, that was kind of the second lineup of the, our band, and two of the guys, both on stage right, uh, Sky Ritchie and Rob, our bass player, looked very similar. So instead of doing like let's have a song with two basses, because there what there was two bass parts in the song. We had them just kind of reach uh, Richie reach over Rob and play the top neck while he played the bottom neck. And I didn't really realize until I saw a video on YouTube, it basically, because they look so similar, it looks like somebody in a weird astronaut jumpsuit having sex with themselves while playing the bass guitar. <laughs> it's pretty uh, creepy and also enjoyable in a strange way to watch. Much like that exact scenario, I'm sure. It also looked yeah. like the goddess Kali, I'll also say, <laughs> like as someone that saw those shows and like I was for that as well. And any any bass scenario that, inv- that involves you looking like the goddess Kali is okay by well, me. Obviously. It's arousing yet bass solo Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, the part about Spinal Tap that I really relate to is the Air Force. Oh my God. Um, so the good. Air Force gig where you're just like completely, and you know what happens often those gigs, um, you know, even if you're a small, modest, trivial band, like we have been over the years, uh, you, every once in a while you'll have a weird money gig that will come up and you're like, should we, should we do this? This is going to be torturous, but also eh, we'll probably still cash the check. And we did one. It's the worst show I've ever played was this show in 1999 at a Linux convention and um, the like operating system, Valley, the operating system. Oh my God. <laughs> and we went out there and I was like, and it was like a, a big payday for us. And I was like, okay, but here's the thing. I'm not even going to put enough effort to like take drumsticks out. We're just going to send them our, you know, everything we need to play and make them get it. Cause I don't even want to do this, but we'll do it. So we show up and the guy, you know, and the, the, the Linux logo was the, this penguin with kind of a, a scarf on, it was a weird logo. Um, it was a cool idea cause it's this open based operating system. I guess it's still around and the promoter guy, uh, comes out with these, like, you know, that was the nineties when everybody wore like an XXXL t-shirt, even if you weighed 140 pounds and he was like, Hey, can you guys wear these when you play? Like, I don't, we don't really all want to be wearing Linux t-shirts while we're presenting our band. And everything was wrong about the equipment. Like I'm talking about to the point where the drumsticks they got were like Timbali sticks and they were like flexing when I was hitting the drums. And then he said, okay, I'm trying to decide if you guys are going to go on before or after the Bill Gates impersonator. And and so we we went on after the Bill Gates impersonator and it's like, it looks like that military base, like the tables are 30 yards away. Nobody knows who we are. Nobody cares. And we're too loud. And right, his introduction to us was um, that Bill Gates personator was pretty good. I don't know if these guys can top it, but they're going to try. <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow, that's a vote of confidence. And then the equipment wasn't working. And it's the only time like a couple of us have just left stage and ended as like a two piece. And we went back to the hotel and it was like one of those old hotels with two, two shared rooms, two of us per room 
and Friday the Thirteenth Part Three and 3D was on, and we all sat on a bed. We all sat on a bed together and watched it and didn't say a goddamn word. The it salient point rough. is it's it's in 3D part of it, right? Also. Right. It, we weren't getting the 3D part, obviously. It was oh, yeah, a CRT clearly. TV. So, yeah. but I think everybody's had those. You know, had those type of experience a friend of mine uh this guy that was part of survival research laboratories i don't know if you guys have heard of that but it was uh yeah yeah a group based out of san francisco right when we well yeah exactly when we were started making tesla coils and getting in that weird world we started hanging out with those guys and you too had gotten them to build some of their staging i believe it was the tour they called the pop mark tour and there was this giant i blocked this from my memory but i remember this now yeah so there's this giant lemon. They had that song called Lemon, you know, and uh, and so this lemon is supposed to come out over the crowd and they get out of the lemon and Bono does his thing. And it, I think it was Rotterdam. Totally Spinal Tap, by the way. All of this is 100% Spinal Tap. Yeah. It, was, it, it was the first night and it was Rotterdam and they couldn't get you two out of the lemon. And I just would kill to have even just a photograph of the edge and Bono, or maybe Larry Mullen Jr. would be the good stoic starer of it and be like, this was your fucking idea. <laughs> the bitter <laughs> we're recriminations. In a, we're in a yeah. goddamn giant lemon in Rotterdam over the crowd. So, you know, getting back to that universal element of Spinal Tap, it's like no matter how big or small you are, there's things that you relate to. It speaks to almost everybody that's ever been in a rock band. And even the edge, even the edge, and Larry Mullen Jr. Uh, I think that that's that's a good point. And one thing that I really want to talk about, and I have chosen you, Pikachu, to talk about this, is that uh, the Spinal Tap, oh sorry, Puppet Show and Spinal Tap, like those kind of moments. And I think everyone that's played in a band has been in those kinds of like, oh, this is this this is this is what this is, huh? This is the the Puppet Show and Spinal Tap sort of element of. Uh, where you don't even get the top billing for like an absurd scenario, which kind of ties into your "Hey, will you wear these Linux shirts?" story. Uh, I'll sure. reverse that though. I uh, I have been the puppet show for somebody in a situation like that. Um, you mentioned this band I was in called Servitron. Yep. I love Servitron. And this this band, uh, nobody knows this band, but it was a band I, that dressed up like robots and kind of played new wave music. And our whole shtick was we want to kill all the humans. It was you know pretty pretty basic thing it was like a side project for man or astroman and we played this place called the mermaid lounge in new orleans and we had gotten booked with uh and you know that band conan so this will be a little funny to you we had got booked with dave perner from soul asylum uh <laughs> solo and this was kind of like after well after winona Ryder had dropped him the, the they money dated from, i forgot about that they dated runaway yeah. train is all yeah. gone and he's just there's no backstage, just like this old dingy kitchen. And I went up to him. I said, um, I said, you know, uh, um, we'd like to go on before you because he was actually going on before us because we're kind of an opening band. We're not really a headliner. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's OK. It'll, it, he's like, and I was like, well, I want to tell you one thing about our band. Our, we're robots. And he's like, oh, OK, cool. And it's like, <laughs> no, like we're fucking robots. It's like, and then like, like the 10 fans that we had, there were these punk kids that were heckling the whole time. It was, and he ended up making with some rough looking 
bartender or something. It, it was it was a sad <laughs> night for Dave Turner. It was a glorious night for me though. Uh, that's well, a, that's I've been incredible. the puppet show with my you, you've point. been You've been the, the, the titular puppet show in that situation. Right. I think I actually have a uh, – do I have – we have a Servitron? I can, I can I can find a Servitron. Well, please don't. Picture. No, no, no. I think it's, it's – Oh, it's oh a picture. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not – don't, don't worry. We, we're uh, – it's not going to get that uh, produced. I, I – I, but I appreciate – when I say that, like, this the Spinal Tap – plus puppet show like just the absurdity of being in like a, a bizarre scenario right a bizarre scenario where there's there's crazy there's crazy things going on not necessarily rock and roll oriented there you go there's some there's some servitron for you um, right we're, we're fucking robots so imagine the fellow from soul asylum and this band and that's that that's the bill so that's that's a, that sounds you, like a great bill uh, yeah. you know it's it's a it's a bill for hold on a second let's let's put this on the big it's screen it's no sunrise devo it's no <laughs> <laughs> what is what is really so like right so what's funny is i can totally see the see the scenario and the absurdity and like the awesomeness of it from both the dave herner standpoint and the servertron standpoint like I, I i would be into that but i clearly have a healthy embrace of the absurd um but i think that that's amazing but it, it also one of the things i like about the spinal tap plus puppet show show is when they're making the set list right and like oh what songs can we play you know, without the night, without Nigel, but without the uh, Christopher Guest character, because at that point he's quit the band, right? And so Derek Smalls, Harry Sure says, "Tonight's the night, guys. Let's do it, Jazz Odyssey." <laughs> right? Does everybody remember the scene? Am I the only one that's like hyper focused yeah, yeah, yeah. on? No, the... I remember the scene. Yeah, yeah like, no, I... yeah, yeah, Jazz yeah, Odyssey. I, I think everybody's kind of had that night where, like, who cares? Like, let's just let's just freeform it tonight. <laughs> We did a tour with Zingarella one time, and they they weren't happy a couple nights, and they uh, they went jazz odyssey on it. It was quite interesting. We've we've done things like that, but more self destructive. Where like we're just tired of being on tour. We played like the same song like five or six times in a row to see if anybody noticed. Just keeping ourselves entertained. But I don't think we've ever done a jazz odyssey. I don't think it's actually possible for us to do that. I think we we'd have to know how to play jazz. Tonight, or some, tonight. some 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 bastardization <laughs> of jazz. I, so what do what do you so Brian, you're you're incredibly thoughtful and, and clever individual. What 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 are your what are your thoughts with Spinal Tap? Like what are some what are some moments we haven't covered yet on on this show about this incredible movie? Because I'm sure you have them. Well, I think it's the you know it's obviously one of the early examples of you know I'll call it a fictional documentary. Like mockumentary kind of sounds like. I don't know. It's gotten where it almost sounds a little demeaning for a film in a certain way. And people would say Christopher Guest is the king of mockumentaries, but it's got you such call a, it a rockumentary. You call it a rockumentary <laughs> or, or a fictional rockumentary, but it's got such yeah. a, um, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, it obviously kind of comes off like there's an influence of them seeing some of those like Maisel's and Penny Baker kind of documentaries. Like there's a, there's a very like element of the pans that go away are very like uh, Dylan's uh, don't look back, you know? And so it's, it's so real. There are other things like that, you know, the, the, um, the ruddles and um, yep. you know, all, like all said, you need that, is cash. Yeah. Like <laughs> bad news was before that. And then, I mean, if you get into bands like the, uh, well, the Archies was and the Monkeys, and then you have the cart. You know, you have like the Banana Splits and Alvin and the Chipmunks. If you start counting that stuff, I think Opie Taylor and 
the Andy Griffith Show had a band on one episode. So it's kind of a long history of fictional type bands, but it reminds me of this. I saw this documentary um, about uh, the British scent scene in the late seventies and these, all these kind of cabaret Voltaire and uh, OMD type Sheffield bands were talking about how they knew it was just kind of over when Gary Newman came out because he just did it better than everyone else. And I feel like that's what Spinal Tap is. It's just like the perfect film and the perfect culmination of um, people that are really, really great at their game, both with improvisation and musically to, um, because it, they did ad lib almost all of it to some degree. They'd have a, you know, they'd have beats and points they'd have to hit, but like you, there's a certain kind of level of chops, just comedic chops that you have to have to, to get through that. And then there's also, I would imagine, and I haven't read this or know this, but I bet they had a lot of late night dinners where they're talking about the lives of the characters and, you know, cause they can't, you know, go against each other. They kind of have a, have to have a basis of the origin story. So yeah. it's, it's a juggernaut of a film. It really is. It's a comedic masterpiece. Agreed. Brian, can you hang out for a little bit? And uh, sure, I don't sure. Know if you got other things to do, other planets to go to, or anything along those lines. Uh, yeah, I've got lots of things to do, like talk talk about shitty robot bands that I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, uh, I'd also like to bring on uh, Mr. Chris Murphy, Canadian rock and roller, member of the Canadian rock bands Tons, Trans Canada Highwayman, and the Mighty Sloan. Also, returning guest, he came on to do a very special movie. Edgar Wright, maybe you've heard of it. Forrest, have you heard of this movie? What's it called? Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Goddamn right it is. So classic I don't know what episode. Scott Pilgrim has against me. I'm mad about this still. Um, <laughs> movie, the movie came out 10 years ago. I'm still salty, y'all. <laughs> uh, also, Chris. Grand answers. Chris, you, you jumped in and, and helped us out earlier on. Yeah, so. that, that was terrible. I, did, I could barely hear what was going on. So I want to say, so I want to talk about um, being in a band with, with you, Brian, and mm -hmm. whoever wants to jump in. I just want to talk about some of the things that, uh, as a band, that we say all the time and quote from this from this movie. Obviously, the every time a uh, every time uh, there's nobody at the show, everybody the the go to thing is is don't worry, it's not a big college town. Like I don't know, do, do you guys find yourself saying do you guys find yourself saying that every time there's a shitty. Like there's nobody in there, yeah. but I, I love that it's, it's Boston. A huge college town. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Big, retiring town. <laughs> like that's well, all Boston well, is. Well, is obviously, universities. obviously, the joke in the movie is that it's Boston, and it's clearly a, only a college town. We but we uh, we we did that at a college show once, by the way. Well, and as, I felt really as good about it. In a band, like I, to, my, to me, that's just shorthand for there's nobody at the show. Like this, yeah. obviously, this is not mm -hmm. a big college town because there's nobody here. Um, the other line I really love is. Uh, I'm the guy who gets mandolin mandolin strings in the middle of Austin. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, Ian Faith. You know the, the the one town you can get mandolin strings. Okay, um, uh, the Fred Willard line. I'm such a fan of yours, not of you and your records, not you specifically, but the rock and roll genre or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Fred Willard. What, what a king. I, also, what, what I, a king. Really, I like uh I like when he says um he's like, Oh, my hair is getting a little shaggy too. Um he, he has such good delivery with this. He's yeah, like he, he's like people oh, are gonna get start thinking I'm part of the band. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna mistake <laughs> me for part of the band. He, um, he his delivery on that is like astounding. Perfect. Yeah. Uh I, another another thing that my my favorite visual, my visual uh in in the movie is is the guy at the at the Jazz Odyssey. There's a guy in the audience, he's got his head in his hand 
and the thumbs down sign. <laughs> it's so it's it's so good because it's just it's, the one guy and he's just like yeah. It's a combination of these things. So like I, every <laughs> time I, so like I every time I do thumbs down, I have to put my head in my hand. It's just like <laughs> such a that's the most iconic tableau. Uh, I love have, the. Have you guys ever had somebody do a? Oh, I mean, any, any, any of you, because you're, you know, you're all musicians. Have you guys ever had like a Fred Willard type? Uh, oh yeah. Experience with somebody who, like, you know, clearly yeah. isn't in on whatever you're gonna, you know, about to do, I guess, and is kind of a square and is trying to. But they're trying to, to make yeah. you feel comfortable and yeah. are in fact making you feel incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable in the process. <laughs> yes. Well, just clear. They just very clearly don't understand anything about the musical world, the music. You know, like. The business of so being in a band. So in, uh, I would just briefly, I won't talk about myself too long, but uh, but in Canada, we're, we're, we were kind of bigger than we ever got in the States because we were kind of, you know, distributed by majors up here. So we had one foot in the industry. And another joke that we always say is like, anytime we're at any kind of embarrassing industry function where some goofball is trying to do some kind of pep talk, whenever they finish, we always say, tap into America. <laughs> like, and, and you can picture that scene and tap into America where they're going on the tour. Anyway, every industry speak always ends with the tap into America. Uh, these are just random <laughs> thoughts here. No, no, this, this is great. This is great, Chris. And, and I love, I love when he cor corrects him. He, he was saying it's a blues jazz festival, and he corrects him said it was actually jazz blues. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important distinction. It's a distinction without. Uh, what is it? A distinction without. Another definition? thing. Yeah. Here's one for bands. I don't know if you do this, but we do this all the time. Whenever there's like a group of people and somebody leaves the group, as soon as they're gone, everybody just says wanker. Right. What a wanker! Wanker. <laughs> when, the, the other, the other thing that we say all the time is "enormo dome" too. Or like the guy when Howard Hessman's talking about this sort of. Oh yeah, where, where, bon where you, where you playing? Yeah, where are you playing oh, today? The, the enormo dome. <laughs> right. It's always the place that we're not playing. Um, and of course, I have to go down. I can't. Sorry, I can't hang out. I have to go downstairs and wait for the limo. Just the ultimate slap in the face. Which is this. Uh, these are maybe obvious, but like the the nightmare of a band of the the Artie Pupkin in store, the kick my ass scene, like the yes. nobody's. I've been at those, like the in store <sighs> in Alabama or something. It's like you know, wait, 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 what? <laughs> watch out, watch out. <laughs> what at the Alabama? Yeah, yeah, no. That's I, what, that's why didn't you Brian go, Brian? You know, you know about Alabama, what, Brian. What, what town are you from? Are you from Birmingham? I am indeed from Birmingham. Yeah. So you know I'm the little, do you know the little concert converted Seven Eleven that's in that town? Uh, that used to be a record store. I thought it was like it used to be a venue, and but like we played oh, yeah, there. The but Nick, like, the Nick, yeah, 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 yeah that, that place. That that's where I always picture right. nobody nobody being at our show. You know, I. I I have a, I have a Sloan claim to fame. Um, I was we were playing Lee's Palace or somewhere in Toronto, and I was I was walking around after sound check, and I was near the uh, Much Music building. Yep. And somebody was standing outside. He said, "Hey, you want to be an extra in this uh, Sloan per live performance and dance around and stuff?" And I went in, wow. and you guys played like a live. This I don't know. Maybe this was '97. So oh, like at, at Much Music. At much music, yeah. Oh wow! And um, I, I don't know if a tape of it exists anywhere, but if you ever, uh, if anybody ever goes back and watch it, I am in the audience. <laughs> you want to see Which Brian Teasley? It was, a, it was a fun day. So that's that all awesome. over the place. It could have been ninety-eight, say. 
Yeah, that that sounds about right. All right, I'm gonna I'll look you up. I, I have, of course, I'm an archivist. I have all this junk. I'll find it. <laughs> um, obviously, there's the 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 uh, killer uh, when they're listening to themselves on the radio, and of course, they're now residing in the where are they now file. That's just like a oh killer. god, that that <laughs> that is. That is one of the most effective, like, single sentence takedowns I've ever heard. Which yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, amazing. It's such a killer. Oh, I wanted to make the joke, uh, Brian. I don't know if you're leaving my joke. Had I been invited uh, earlier and didn't have to sit there and watch you guys for an hour, I would have said uh, <laughs> that, uh, that had had Bono had you two played the Linux thing, the Linux people may have said uh, instead of saying lemon, can you change it to Linux? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also would have. I also would have said to to Jerry. I, I saw Whip It on TV in 1981 when my family was on a cross Canada trip, and and it uh, basically changed my life. Anyway, well, I'll tell him. I'll tell him next time I see him. <laughs> God damn it! You know what? The, one other fucking fantastic joke is the song title "Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight." Oh, so with with the friends, <laughs> parents on on the, just, the tonight. Amazing. Just, <laughs> one of the funniest things of all time it's a perfect song to start the uh the show off with this is like uh you know uh you know cheap tricks you know having you know it's hello there hello yeah. hello there and good night it's like it's, it's a great start to the film that song yeah it's i i love that song for real like i i mean i would be maybe embarrassed saying that in front of Jerry would be like making fun of it all. I mean, he obviously he, he realizes the genius of the movie, but like I actually, I mean, I also like Kiss. I wasn't going to tell him that either. <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll say this: uh, we chickened out, but an old band of mine learned it, and we were going to play it on tour, and we we chickened out at the last minute. And I wish I wish we hadn't. Yeah, you should. That's a great song. Uh, the other thing I should say, like I'm 53. This was their comeback tour. I think Christopher Guest was 33 when they made this movie. They were supposed to be like these old guys. Right, and, uh, which is... I'm like 20, <laughs> 20 years older than they are. 45 in December over here, so yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and you did mention that I was part of the Scott Pilgrim movie, and my, my job on the movie was um, to try to make the non-musician actors look uh, believable, because you know I can play a little bit of drums and guitar and bass, so... I could sort of coach these kids, even though I some of them were not determined to do a good job. But all that aside, not Allison movie, Pill. Allison Pill was a gem. She was great. She was yeah. determined. Mm -hmm. But um, but this movie is awesome. Part of why this movie works is because they are such. They're not only the funniest people in the world. They're like great players. Like uh, it could have been that they were that one of them was not very good, but they were all really great. And you know sometimes they're actually playing like at some of those sound checks and stuff it really makes the movie that much cooler well and, and i wanted to talk about this about just how good the songs are because we yeah. were going back and forth internally uh, the, the 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 nucleus if you will of, of this show and just talking about like how catchy the songs are like how much they work as songs and every time i watch this movie all the songs get stuck in my head for multiple days yeah it has to like taper off <laughs> and, and it's that's you know, like if you're doing a thing like this, that's no mean feat. And even like, okay, sure. So Christopher Guest is not like a shredder in the like Ingve Malmsteen sort of vein or, or whatever, right? But like, yeah, boring anyway. 
Easy mom stains boring. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> Thousand notes per minute, and I don't give a shit about any of them. Don't care. But as as someone that is very much like a functional, like the, the leads that I play are all very, you know, they, they they serve a purpose and like they they serve a melodic function within the song. Pretty good. They're all pretty good, like musicians, and that's why it works. I think. Yeah, I think I think the songs are great. Tonight I'm gonna rock you. Tonight is my favorite. Like the movie sometimes necessarily becomes kind of cartoonish in the fact that you know they have sex farms and that kind of stuff like it becomes <laughs> working on like, a sex farm well that's where it becomes it's not i mean i guess it's maybe believable some some bands have songs that stupid but uh you know i think you know i think some bands like acdc um i think acdc yeah i guess could be in this sort of i think their songs are funny like they're they may be kind of like dum-dums who you know don't have a sophisticated sense of whatever but like but their records are kind of great and uh but i also think the lyrics are really funny i think they i think they get the joke like i know these guys are playing it like they don't get the joke and it sort of has to for the for the comedy but like i think sex farm you know i don't love <laughs> sex Farm. <laughs> oh well too bad because here it comes <laughs> but, but, it's a, yeah. you, I you did the ACC perfect intro like, to it. I don't love ACC sex farm. Does though. like their thing, but they do it really well. Like they but, they have their niche and they stick with it, and they yeah. But they they're they're well. funny. Like they're funny. Like Bon Scott, the lyrics are really really funny. Yeah, and even into the Brian Johnson era, I don't go that far. Like I sort of drop. I sort of don't know what's going on after like 1983 or whatever with them, but um, I, I thought they were. I sort of. Meat and potatoes as they are, I thought that they were actually quite quite funny. Okay, I want to. I don't know how much time we have, and I'm I'm kind of just spur, just like talking. No, 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 Chris. We we, like, Wait, I, have this, we love you. I have this uh, sex farm clip to play yeah. really oh, fast yeah. from okay, there. Go, go, go. From there, uh, back to whatever, back to the Spinal Tap tour. I forget thing. that this isn't a benevolent democracy. This is a crossover episode. So sorry, Chris. <laughs> go for it. Sex farm. Well, Sex Farm obviously started as a, as a kind of an extended metaphor um, for farming and sexual activity. You know, it really do belong together when you think about it. Well, that's how you get more Is that how a metaphor works? Animal husbandry. <laughs> and children as well. And wifery. That's right, yeah. 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 Um, a lot of people oh, realize that we were doing a little country visit and passed a few sex farms, actual yeah. sex working, farms. Working, working, working the sex, they don't have hard them working sex farms. Family owned. Family owned, family farm. run, family, uh, you Everything. know. Yeah. That's where they get the expression, stupateria fam. I've never never heard never that expression. Heard that. Never heard that. That's true. Well, that's where they got it though, in yeah. case they ever hear and it. We've got yeah. pigs and chickens and cows. And they're doing their it, always yeah. having sex and, and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and milkmaids. Oh, yeah. less said the better, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Get, get to work. You hear that too, you know, you, early in the morning. Ah, wow. What's that? It's the, duck. A, it's the female duck saying, ah, wow. <laughs> How did you learn to speak duck? Well, it's very to, good. Go to a farm. It takes There's not a trace minutes. of a human accent when you do it. No, it's no, interesting. That's yeah. great, yeah. But Sex Farm started out as a kind of a straight ahead hard rocker. You know, it was there. You know, and it worked like that, and and I oh, worked like a 
Oh, it always works great. Yeah. Kids love it, Classic. you know, and adults Classic. love it. And yeah. Deceased people even love it. Yeah. Especially deceased people. Especially, yeah. Well, fans. no complaints anyway. Yeah. But uh, we decided when it t came time to go into the studio again, that we'd, we'd, we'd give it another world and another style. Well, we've been doing it uh, live a bit like that, yeah. That's right. Do you remember what we, we gave it a go with... Uh, yeah, oh, it was time, yeah, and it took all the sex. It's a hard love. It didn't yeah. work at all. No. But we knew we wanted to do something. Two Viennese. Yeah, we, Two knew, Viennese we wanted to do something really different. Yeah. And so we uh, we went a bit kind of funky with it. the same tune sung by the same dude sung by the same guys yeah and then we will do rap section in there Can I just say, by the way, a small, like, ignoble brag? Harry Shearer liked the show post today. Wow. Oh. That made me feel like I'm not wasting my time here. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's so insane that um on The Simpsons when he was on it he did both uh Mr. Burns and Smithers. And Smithers, yeah, he's the assistant and the CEO. But, but my uh, children never... brought up uh, Wow Wow Wubsy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But like, I, but every episode that's <laughs> a big me. Mr. Burns episode always is a big Smithers episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they so they, he has to do probably so much of that. Have and you heard his Howard Stern? Have you heard his Howard Stern impersonation? <laughs> no, it, I haven't. It's astounding. He did it for like I think Saturday Night Live or something. He, did you bring a clip, Conan? I did not bring a clip, Erica Stroud. Oh. No. All right. Um, <laughs> Chris Murphy, you have the floor. Go ahead. I, I've spoken already too much, but I have, I have one more story, which is the fact that ten years after the movie came out, um, Spinal Tap did like a promotional tour of Canada in one day. So on uh, on on nineteen ninety two on Canada Day, don't everybody yell out, "What day is Canada Day again?" That's July right. 1st. So, July, very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I like apparently know this because of you know my, my weird fandom of Canadian rock. All right, that's right. Wait, wait, hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. Uh, everyone, look at the banner. Right, got that? And then yeah. there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very <laughs> that, that, that's that's my banner work. Oh, it said, uh, "What the hell is Andy talking about?" And then thanks, Andy. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were making. I thought you were. See the way that my head is becomes the hair at the top there. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah, you kind of got some Boris Johnson head going on. Oh, yeah. on purpose. Screenshot that. I'll try not to. <laughs> I think. I think I need the blonde on top though, since I have these. All right. Hold on. Crazy try it. Too dark, Give it a try. Give it a try. Oh. Move it. Okay, you uh, can, hold on. Okay. There. there we go. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. 
You can uh, stay there, but I'm still, I'm still telling, like, finishing my story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, finish your story, Chris. Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> Holy shit, that was after, amazing. So 1992, they do this tour in a day. So they played in Newfoundland, they, St. John's Newfoundland in the morning. Then they play in Ontario in the middle of the day. And then they play in uh, Vancouver uh, in the evening. And they take the, the rotation of the earth uh, to help them out. But anyway, so so we played, Sloan played um, yes. with Spinal Tap at this show in Newfoundland. So I get to say, even though that this is a bullshit expression to say you shared the stage with someone, it usually means like you never met them and all that kind of stuff, which I didn't. I had no interaction with them. But I get to say there's a feather in my cap that I shared the stage with, spin, with actually with Spinal Tap. I don't think that many people can say that. And so, uh, and of course they came out. So this is in, I don't know if this joke will work, but I'll set it up try, to try to make it work. They come out in St. John's, Newfoundland. And of course, the first thing Derek Small says is, hello, Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty successful. And, and, uh, and we were young and stupid. We didn't even own our own gear at that point. And we just had rented gear and we rolled around on the stage and everybody booed. But we thought we were so cool. And uh, but anyway, so that's kind of the end of the story. Uh, I don't really remember that much about seeing them. Patrick, I, I texted my band members to say, does anybody have any good stories so I can tell? And the only thing that they said is that we saw them without their wigs on. But I don't even remember. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only that isn't other, their real hair. It's, it is not. It is not. <laughs> what? My mind is blown. The other thing I was going to say about them, <laughs> that the musically is that it kind of it works both ways in a like like the same way that a band like uh, maybe this is a too old a reference, but not for you guys, uh, a band like uh, Urge Overkill or something where they kind uh, of yeah. like hipsters like them, but like dummy rockers like it, too. They may not. You, you know what I mean? Like it kind of works either way. Like if you're just like a rocker, you'd be like, hey, these guys look pretty cool. But if you're a hipster, you're like this guy. This is genius satire or whatever forest and christina doesn't get that erica's on the cusp but the rest of us get it right <laughs> well they kind of became a parody of what they were starting out as themselves even like the urge overkill and then they put out yes. that career ending record uh what was it conan you know was oh it like god a, it's i remember it's, it's terrible uh, i mean exit the dragon coming up next week urge overkill uh, no. Oh right, right, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's that's a lot. So they that's they looked they looked great. Yeah, they did. They is, did. Ex, ex, yeah, exit exit the dragon. Right? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe. Um, I love career ending records, which sounds like a Spinal Tap record, frankly. If you, right. <laughs> I mean, it's up there with you know Intravenous to Milo. <laughs> Shit sandwich. I mean Shit shark sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> How have we not talked about Erica Stroud? Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna feature you. How have we not talked about Shark Sandwich? Can we can we can we talk a little bit about Shark Sandwich right now? Yeah. Yeah, what do you want to know about it? Is is that the best two word ender review of all time, do you think? Um, I've never gotten a two word review. I don't friends. remember reading any either, so yes. Some friends of mine did. I know of. Yeah. So by default, yeah. But I'm would, trying would any, to think of a better one. I can't think of anything that would be funnier. I've won, but it's clearly a reference to that review. Is like there was a band, like some like shitty kind of like Guitar Institute of Technology band called GTR. <laughs> Do you remember this band? GTR? Like no, guitar? no. Like guitar? Oh, that's yeah. terrible. I, 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 I don't know why that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you'll know where this joke is going. So their one word review, uh, 
for GTR was just SHT. <laughs> uh, by the way, CD and Paula Wave uh, knocking off on the show to go to sleep to see Sloan tomorrow night. You're playing? Uh, is that the? Uh, are you playing Navy Blues? Is, is that that one? We are. Yeah, we are. Well, no, I didn't are think you, GTR you, was. Yeah. I mean, are, are you giving me a plug? Yeah, I, I am playing, giving you a plug. Yeah. We're playing in Toronto tomorrow. We're uh, playing all of our 1998 records. So, uh, Brian, you better get up there and dance I, on the stage. I'll be. I'll, I'll be there in the audience. <laughs> Just, just through. Uh, has it been? Is it a good? Uh, what would that be? Do you have a hologram? You must. You're a technology guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can get it worked out. That's Boom a Manor Astro Man thing, right? Yeah, you got holograms. Was that yeah. the whole tour of that? Oh, you no. want me on stage with Sloan? I could, yeah. I could be like your Baz or like the mighty, mighty Boston skanking <laughs> guy, or you yes. know, you, you, you who need. I think is a COVID denier, by the way. Not to get political, but yeah. Oh, I, oh really? Well, well, is? I'll wear a mask. I, I'm yeah. not a COVID denier, but you know, what, yeah, not, not the skanking, Brian, the, the skanking guy from Mighty Mighty Boston, <laughs> the skanking is a guy COVID from Mighty, denier? yes, <laughs> you know, the skanking guy. I don't know his name. I don't care. He's got a big <laughs> voice too. He's got a big, big uh, Twitter following. I bet the skanking the, guy oh. from. One of those, uh, I'm sorry. One of those British magazines, like like Q or not, or one of those things, had uh, like the top 100 entertainers of the of the 20th century, and like Bez was in there at like number 55. (laughs) (laughs) It was like right above like Frank Sinatra. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) What? But like seriously, what? Like okay, so you're at a bar, right? And 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 you're hanging out, you're talking to people. What do you do? Oh, (laughs) the guy that dances around. For I happy Mondays. Around, I give Sean Ryder drugs and dance around. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I remember um, one of my one of my friends who who was the original drummer for Maserati, he danced in a band for a while. Really? Was he a yeah. hype man? Uh, Wait, who are you talking about? I, I hesitate to call him a hype man, but his name's <laughs> Phil Horan. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the band now. Oh, I can't wait! Can't believe that's ex- escaping me. But yeah, he was a dancer, and I was like, "We are wi-, like he was a good dan. He's a good dancer." But I'm like, "You're wasting this man's talent because he's not the drummer." And I gotta put my head back in here. Um, <laughs> he's not the drummer for your band, right? But anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll just say I, I can't get it right. Oh, that's just for, for for general, less less of a, a musician nerd thing. Like, what do you guys think of the sort of diminishing returns of the sort of uh I know, I know i guess we're not supposed to say mockumentary but just for simplicity the mockumentary the sort of spinal tap guffman best in show mighty win like yeah best in show i fuck with best in show i think is fantastic and amazing and then mighty wind is a serious step down and then like what for your consideration i, I watched that finally this year i thought it was it was fine i'm i'm a guffman guy I love wait. I I reference I reference waiting for Guffman or waiting for Godot. Either one. I'm, all I'm the time. a Guffman. I'm a, I vote for Guffman too. I think I've, I proposed doing the movie next extravaganza an episode of that. Yeah. I I know Brian was saying you know there were clearly there was like the Ruddles movie and and even even Hard Day's Night where it was almost right. mockumentary style um, before this, but it really like. Like this section of the video store, like mockumentary, like like every all the TV, like all the office and and like all that shit, like it's hard to re- remember. Like I'm so tired of that sort of talking heads thing, but like this was really the sort of ground zero for that. I know there were before, but uh, it's hard to remember how what how the, different this was. It was so. 
funny and just blew me away the language of this movie yeah it's that's so done now overdone but it's you forget just how special this was when it came out you know yeah. there's a there's a film that's more spinal tap than spinal tap that i will say and it's my favorite um it's my favorite like rock making of a record documentary to watch. Steve Albini calls this film uh, "How Not to Make a Record," which I, is I know know what this is. Is it some no, kind of monster? Uh, no, it's no, it's not some kind of monster. It it's the oh. one where they're making the black album called "A Year, Year and a Half in the Life, in the Life yeah. of Metallica," and it's like some kind of monster, oh. except they don't know not to just be complete over the top jackasses on a camera the internet doesn't exist yet and it is mind-blowingly good and it's strange that that was the record they made for the black album just like the cover and spinal tap and it's None more, more spinal tap than the spinal tap movie even mm -hmm. it's like you like if you are a musician and you have not seen a year and a half in the life of metallica you have to watch it i can't believe i haven't seen that like i i <laughs> you need I, to watch it chris and report I back i love to me. some kind of monster i yeah, I was saying earlier to Jerry Cassell's chagrin that people have become self-aware in the era since this, but Metallica has not. Like, I, I haven't no. even seen that Black Album one, but the, the Some Kind of Monster was definitely internet era, and they said the stupidest shit. Those guys are dumb. Right. This, this has, <laughs> like, they're putting up, they show them, like, putting up porn pictures from, like, Hustler in the studio, yeah, yeah, it's, on it's, the walls. Like, it's right. that... Like, As if they're being that, cool guys. Maybe we that. shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah but that's camera. also that's when's also... the last time when someone said no to them though? Right. Yes. Well, not during Lu Lulu <laughs> with the record with Lou Reed. Anyone <laughs> oh, remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. That but... should have been a career ender. Oh man, oh. like that. That is an astounding listening. Or, or was well, it say anger? Was that other one that should well, be a career ender? So I showed that to Crover. Yeah. Because uh, they had a uh, master, it was master puppets, but they replaced the snare sound with the snare bang, sound from Saint Anger. Bang, bang. And he had not heard Metallica recently. He didn't believe me that that's what he thought. That was like, oh, that's funny. He's like, no, have you heard Saint Anger? He's like, no, why would I have heard that? And like, uh, yeah, I played it for him. He's like, oh my god, that's amazing. Because that was they spent like what three weeks getting that snare sound. That's the one they came away with. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, it's insane. Christina's really? loving this, by the Come way. Come on. How are you doing up there, Christina? You're on this show, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> Christina, you look you yeah. look you look lovely tonight. Thank you so much for bringing your your yeah. finest crybaby yeah. shirt. How are you? I'm I'm great. Justice for Johnny Depp. My mom came in like two two minutes when the store was like, the internet's not working. I'm like, I'm live, mm -hmm. I'm here, we can't. I'm we can't on with people right from Sloan and Manor Asher, man. I'm busy, mom. I'm broadcasting here. Mm -hmm. Hulu's out. That's what the problem is. All the streaming services are out. So I sent an article to her. I'm like, this is what the problem is. It's not the internet. Go to bed. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. There, so there's something that uh, before I release this bizarre crossover episode back over to Forrest to do the bits that we do on the movie night show. Uh, the, the comment section, the comment section, everybody, not currently the president, but the comment section is screaming about the uh, the bread, the bread scene, like the deli bread. Yeah, right? the bread scene's great. <laughs> Gets upset about the Melba toast. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, all I wanted is a fucking Ritz cracker today, and they, they <laughs> give me this. Nope, this is what you have instead. So, yeah, like, I, the, the the panel is meant to, uh, to, to opine about that. Like, seriously, there was a surprising amount of bread discourse in the comment section, so I'm just going to throw that out there mm. that... Uh, Nigel getting it's upset an iconic about the scene. bread. Yeah, <laughs> it's an iconic scene. The small well, bread. 
Yeah, there are a whole bunch of scenes we didn't we didn't systematically go through kind of the top ones, but uh, um, the bread scene. I mean, I personally I like to think of myself as austere, and I never want anything, sure. and all I want is a bottle of water and get, like give me cash instead. Like, and I don't spend my money <laughs> on some stupid shit. Like, I, whatever. That's just that's a boring take, but uh, but it's a beautiful, but scene. a practical a one for a touring band. Yes, it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> scene that uh, that seems like it's kind of. They seem like they're kind of laughing and it's kind of made up on the spot. It's pretty awesome though. Yeah, why so, would you keep folding it? <laughs> <laughs> Early on with Manor Astroman, we had uh, these four very specific little Debbie cakes on our rider. And we were like, Chris, we, we, did, we were happy to get like a single piece of pizza to eat between all of us. But it would in the rider, it would say the show will not happen if these aren't there. <laughs> and we'd get so many of them that we'd end up throwing them out. And um, <laughs> this promoter in Philly, who's not with us anymore, really amazing guy named Brian Dilworth, um, used to put the Kyber Pass and all, all oh, over Kyber, Philly. Kyber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all we over Philly. Gr there. Great yeah. guy. Um, very first or second time we were coming through, they didn't have little debbies in philly they had tasty cakes and it was he was super stressed that we weren't going to play and called our agent <laughs> and it was like are, can they use tasty cakes <laughs> and i think we fucked with it, it was like I, we're not gonna hey look this is not gonna work for our show with the tasty cake thing like we need the little debbies but um, of course, we didn't care. But that was about the closest to that kind of moment that I've had. It's, it's like it was, going to a restaurant, and they're like, "I would like a coke," and they're like, "We have Pepsi instead." And you're like, "Right, I'm right. fucking out of here." <laughs> do you guys? That, know that's how Erica is, by the way. She's totally like that. Kidding? Do you guys? Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys know the the Chuck Berry story where he would he request really specific amps like from the '50s that he couldn't get? Yep. <laughs> and then, but he would he would travel with the one that he wanted, but he would make them and they would like, they would say, here's a line of amps. They're, they're not what you asked for, but here's a whole bunch of them. He's like, uh, none of those are going to work. I'll tell you what, I brought the one that, that I wanted you to get me and I can rent it to you guys. Anyway. Wow. Well, suppose, <laughs> what a, the whole, yes. the whole <laughs> Van Halen thing, David Lee Ross said was to make sure somebody had read the writer. And right? I think yeah. there's actually a validity to that. I I think, that's yeah. the Brown M&M's thing, too. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And, and I'm burying it in the technical writer or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did anybody else see uh, that, that show sex, drugs and rock and roll? Yeah. Uh, on FX or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had one episode where um, it's more of a lifestyle uh, than a show, but the yeah. band uh, that Dennis Leary was in had one hit in like Switzerland or something, and they they had to fly out and do this big show, and so they decided to have this insane writer with all these different things, and uh, he ends up taking acid before the show, and the snake gets loose uh, that he asked for in the writer. <laughs> Clearly, as as one does, yeah. Well, let's remember that if you have that, that the sex and show. the drugs, you don't need the rock and roll. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, yeah, of the sex drugs was, uh, and rock and rolls, I pretty much only concentrate on the rock and rolls. That's my problem, but yeah. Are we getting letterbox? <laughs> yeah. Let's do the letterbox one-liner. I, I don't know. Was, was, Andy, did you, have, did you have anything else to that story? Was that the end? No, no. It was just, you know. Um, but, but the thing is, is that, like, the fun thing about the episode is um, Dennis Leary's character is, like, this autistic person when it comes to rock and roll fact history. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, he's always talking about everybody else's writer. Um, and they, they wanted to make, like, the most extreme writer of all time. Um, so, so it was, it's kind of fun if you, if you like that kind of trivia. I would like to see that. All right. Sounds good. So here we are, folks. Here we are. It is time once again 
for the the most famous of famous bits, which is the the letterbox one-liners. Letterbox, of course, a open source democracy where everybody, not just your Siskels, not just your Eberts, get to have their say about a film, whether it's films they love, films that they didn't love, films that they were baffled by, films that they are strangely horny for. All of these things <laughs> are put together most eloquently, for the purposes of this show at least, as a one-line review. A one-liner, if you will. A one-liner. People working their tight five. Right? Uh, and that is what the bit is. These are letterbox one-liners for This is Spinal Tap. Forrest, let it rip. Drummers be like... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus stars. Metaphorically and literally on that one. Brian, thoughts? You know, a lot of people uh, spontaneously combust every year. You just don't, they, don't, you know, they don't cover it, you know? They don't hear it's about not it. widely publicized, Gregory. No, I think Rogan, though, was talking about it. So, you know, good for him. Brian, <laughs> Brian every God. single one of these guys, Finally. by the way, would be on, would have gone on Joe Rogan if they were real care, like if they were real rock stars. Like, yeah, that's they where it's What's wrong with being sexy? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they would have. <laughs> well, the whole line, like, I read, uh, I, I believe everything I read, it just totally sounds like a, a Rogan thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian T. Regular guys. Brian T. No, no, no. Go back. Go back. Go back. You're going to. No, I, I, I was going to say I just like that in this scene, uh, Christopher Guest uses the word globule mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's just, after the drummer has uh, spontaneously kibasi. It's like, yeah, there was a little green globule. Uh, Chris Murphy, you, sometimes you were a drummer as well, therefore you're allowed to opine on this. On the exploding drummers. Yes. Uh, that's one of the areas where I thought that the that the movie became less realistic. <laughs> you know, spontaneous combustion is a thing that happens regularly, and people are not. We've that's that's rhythm guitar players in our band. I think we've had eight oh. or something. A lot, too many. Maybe this doesn't. Maybe this is the wrong time to ask. But is there a movie that you guys can quote more lines from than this movie? Monty Ooh. Python and the Holy Grail. Mm. Good fellas. Mm. But good, Goodfellas, this is a close yeah. second. Me too, Goodfellas. Yeah, Good yeah. Me darkness. I hated Goodfellas. What? <laughs> you hated Good that? Erica Strout. Who said Maybe that? We need to revisit. I don't know. It's just upsetting. It's just upsetting. Oh, the greatest, <laughs> greatest. Who the, who the hell do you think you are? Frankie Valley or some kind of big shot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Frankie Valley. <laughs> all right, I'll watch it again. All right. Go on and get the shine box. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them here. Yeah, everyone loves Goodfellas. All right, now we can. I'll probably w- I'll probably watch it again just because it got invoked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goodfellas were invoked plus five experience. Wish I had a mini Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, I bet you could find a tutorial on YouTube of how to build one. Yeah, a tutorial for everything. Tutorial? You just need some like styrofoam and and uh, exacto blade and some paint. See, Andrew World has already done one. While Luigi watches is the name of this user, by the way. Five stars. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, by the way, Brian, I saw, like I said, as I mentioned, I saw the Eviac tour, and I. I mm-hmm. What if the Eviac was like twelve inches tall? How how would you have reacted? That would have been better because we got so just to like for those in this visual medium here being that like you can't see the Eviac. We, we made these like nine. We watched this you know tour documentary film called rust never sleeps by neil young where he has these giant fender amps like giant and these jawas come out 
It's like, let's make these uh, supercomputers and put our amps in the middle and samplers on top and storage in the bottom. And they'll have like reel-to-reel tapes that are moving and flashing lights. But they were so goddamn heavy to carry around that we got sick of it. At the end of this tour, we played Y2K, like (laughs) New New Year's Eve at the Middle East in Boston. And like, it's still not remembered as a very, I think it's still kind of uh, infamous. I was about to say legendary, but infamous is a better word. We're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to blow those motherfuckers up at the end of the show. Nice. But we went like, you know, just to reiterate, we're from fucking Alabama. So we're not, we had all public education here in the state of Alabama. So we're just throwing like fireworks and like, you know, lighter fluid and everything in these things. In the Middle East, I'm sure Chris has played there before. It's got a very low ceiling and upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. And uh, it's a tight little room. And then we blew it up and it smoked out the whole place. And I realized that it had gone wrong when I saw people like throwing up on the bar there was so much smoke in the room and i i think that's the I think that's the only night we've lost seventeen thousand dollars in one show oh or something God. like that it was not it was not good it was yeah it was not a good night but i would have preferred to have small ones and <laughs> yeah, in that scenario the small up. ones would have been an attribute sure <laughs> all right what's next <laughs> It makes me furious that he keeps folding the bread. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching with that. Well, it made him furious he that he, he had it and it's just... folding the, the meat, you know? It was such a... mad. Well, but all right. Th- there's a moment in tour where you just, like, you fixate on a thing, right? And, like, that was... Yeah. A... <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's, was... It. that's it. I thought that was a beautiful really scene. because what you're upset of... about. Yeah, Because exactly. it's what's chapping your ass in the moment. Exactly. And you make a big deal of it. And later on, you're like, I don't know why I was so upset about that bread, but I really was furious about it. It's <laughs> so. also, you know, it, it underlines, the, I think, the shittiness of the, the, the gigs that they're playing, right? Like they're playing at colleges. They're playing like they used to be going to these huge uh, amphitheaters. And now they're just kind of playing at these colleges to like a small audience. Yeah, like, it definitely it, does a good job in like underlining how uh, inappropriately placed they feel like they are well also like like the important thing about a charcuterie board is that you know you have to have <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible sentence yeah can't wait, hear, can't wait to hear what yes. happens next that, that the breads and the meats uh, you know everything's about the same size so they're just stackable <laughs> this is charcuterie 101 so it's a mind fuck when you have different sizes of things like how does that how does that work? So, Erica Mindfuck Strout for uh, some dropping some knowledge on y'all. You know, <laughs> Conan, I, I think you really hit on what it is about that scene, though. And uh, I own a music venue here in Birmingham, and I see these great, stupid band fights all the time, just kind of being behind the scenes. And I have to be around. And um, the fight or the thing is never about the thing. It's, never it's about, about these the other thing. layers of yes. like, you and I have been friends since we were in high school and I'm sick of seeing you. We've been overexposed to each other. We've been riding around a van for a year and a half. And I hate But the girlfriend. fight will be about <laughs> something about like, oh, you use my vape or something. And it'll be this huge argument. And they're kind of great when you're not in the band to <laughs> right, watch a band not, fight. It's not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As a target or the, uh, the uh, aggressor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guest having to be helped up after his guitar solo is the funniest thing in the history of cinema. 
<laughs> they did that really well too, where he had to like spin him around a bit, like. But the thing is, he never he's never stops playing. That's the key, and that and that's no. what that's what's even though. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You just have to have it's the roadie uh, help you up. It happens to yeah. us all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He also doesn't ask for the help or whatever. The person just comes and, and lifts him back up, and it's, it's like, clear that maybe this is not the first time it's happened. Thing, doesn't he do a little head like come he get over here? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's clear that like maybe something similar to this has happened before. Is is what I like about that. that oh, is, I assumed it happens like ready. once a show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Does that ever happen? Chris, ever happen to you? Can you guys see each other? No, 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 no. Let's find this weird now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not happened to me. But like, I just like there's so many fun, like the whole the detail where he's like doing the stupid guitar solo and kicking the, you know, tuning it in the middle and kicking kicking the violin or like all that. <laughs> stupid stuff. It's like there's so many things packed into every scene. It's like yes. it's yeah. like it's like every scene has so much stuff in it. It's almost like it could have used more boring scenes because every it's like listening to Nevermind or something. It's like every every song is like this is hit. They should have like they should have spread that out over ten albums or something. It's like it's almost too much to take in. I agree. 90, 90 plus minutes too. Crazy. I like it. I like that every scene is a fucking hit. Of course I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Forest. <laughs> Next. Dozens of people spontaneously combust every year. <laughs> Dozens. Is that true? Is that is that like is that on Snopes? How many people actually spontaneously combust? There's no way that's true. As, like one a year though. It's got to be like one <laughs> a year. Right? Now. No, not even. But the fact one that we're decade? discussing it is is astounding. Oh, yeah. What about the photo of that guy on the Pink Floyd album? Maybe not. I, I, maybe I not in Canada. People spot and it said, "Do people spontaneously combust?" So let's see. Is there a proven right. or disproven? God damn it. Excuse us while we Google this. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll we'll get our top fact checker, A.K. Christina, on that. That's what I do. Famous for its sustain. Yeah, I love I love that line where he's like uh, he's like you'd still hear it if it was playing. Yeah. It's, oh. It's, 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 <laughs> oh my god! Don't I, hear anything. I forgot. I forgot the, the my favorite line that we say all the time. The greatest line of the movie, kind of subtle line, is like. They were still boo- they were still booing him when we were on. <laughs> the, the Duke fame, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's so good. So, I, yeah. I don't I forget if that is that the right wording. It's like basically, do, am I illustrating the joke by saying that? Anyway, yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, I got it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. You, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and and. Uh, Okay, so yeah, fam- no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. It, it, right. By the way, I like sustain. That's all I'm gonna say. But uh, I think the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on stage in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> True you fact know, stated. Good thing hey, it's was, just styrofoam. It took me. It took me until watching it this time to really register the fact that there was the two uh, dwarves like on stage dressed up next to the Stonehenge <laughs> monument. I always missed that part. Wait, you missed that? It. How did you miss that? Dancing? I don't know. They're like, short. He looks so above them. It it it's a quick like it's a very quick moment of time in the movie. Huh? So and they no, and they bump into each other. That's the funniest part. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their dance is not super coordinated. Yeah, it's not. Also, how would that have worked if that thing was actually eighteen feet tall? That would have been insane looking. Yes, that would have been what, just as insane. Which Black Sabbath actually did. Dwarves would look, though. <laughs> 
Well, they did that on one of their tours. They had one that was like way too large. But it was, yeah, it was after this came out. But Black Sabbath got one that was too large for the venues that they were playing. And then right. also they had a they had a dwarf little person. What do we call them? I don't know. Uh, that was dressed up like a demon that would crawl around on top of it. I'm one sure this is terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. He fell off. He fell off of it. And it was pretty high up, and I guess he got hurt. Oh my god! Oh, that's terrible. But that happened like this. This is like it sounds not, like a funny spectacle of him crawling around on it, though. Yeah, it, it's sort of like. But that wasn't inspired by this. That tour had already yeah. started when this movie came out, and this is '80s Black Sabbath. To be clear, in case somebody yeah. thought this was cool, this was not cool. This was '80s Black <laughs> Sabbath. <laughs> are we are we are we all clear on that? Just, I want to make that explicitly clear. I, I just want to point out that Conan was kind of getting a little uh, wolf on Wall Street with little people on that. Just, <laughs> I just want to call you out. Mm. Watch your step. Next, Slide. camera angle, bulge first. Yes, <laughs> a cucumber. I mean, I, I think they could have even gone a little bit, like, I think they could have padded more. Oh, yeah? You do? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. All right. I mean, they weren't like Bowie and uh, Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been. They could have been. I, I mean, that's like the gold standard. <laughs> that that is the gold standard of, of balls. You're you're right. You're not wrong, yep. Andy World. You're not wrong about that. I do like, though, uh, what's the line? He says something. He, he makes a weird... Uh, Thing about like how it's like an aardvark or something in his armadillo oh, armadillo yeah, he's like, please sir armadillo yeah <laughs> that's a deleted scene that's a deep cut that's what? In the armadillo no he's oh, is it in the them. movie yeah it's yeah the there may be some deleted scene where he talks about it too but it's right. definitely in so what, what why does he I, 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 there again public education alabama why does he put uh <laughs> aluminum foil around it just to keep it from being cold on his leg or what because of the conversation, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, would just, I mean, you know, there again, I, I would just put the cucumber in and not worry about the tinsel. Christina, can you yeah, open up? If you're going through a metal detector. Christina, can you open up an incognito window and search for that, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. I've never kept a vegetable in my pants, so I can't speak to it. Uh, the weird thing is there's got to be a precedent for that. That's got to be pulled from some right. story yeah. or exactly. hearsay or something. Rod Stewart or something, yeah. I mean, it might just be so that the metal detector goes off, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a device. I mean, men wearing tight pants like that was like, I mean, through the 70s and into the 80s, like that was that was a thing. So, like, it makes sense to me, even if it wasn't pulled from a real life thing, although it easily could have been. Exactly. Kip Winger's the one I'm thinking of. That's got the. As I often do. Right. Right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> You can't really dust for vomit. That's a good line. Who's vomit was it? That's an amazing. That was that was a first time ad lib. That's as cool. Yeah, yeah. He's he's laughing. They're laughing. Yeah. Exactly. That's nothing more needs to be. No commentary for that one. This who all who all who all actually like died like Bon Scott, Hendrix, Janis Joplin, right? Janis Joplin. Right. Oh, Mama Cass? Bonham. Mama John Cass. Bonham. Cass. John yeah, Bonham. Bonham. Yes. Jim Morrison. Bonham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of death by vomit. These are all older <laughs> folks, too. Like, I wonder what's. Uh, well, a lot of times it, it has to do with. Uh, it's like quicksand. It with, it's not really a thing anymore. A lot of times it has to do with the barbiturates. They would take barbiturates and they would drink and it would depress yeah. their nervous system yeah, so yeah. they couldn't wake up. And then when right. they threw up, they couldn't wake up to. Um, 
Yeah, to, to, to save not himself. choke. Yeah. Yeah. But people do that shit now, I bet. I bet you're right. Yeah, but um, I mean, people do that. People do that with uh, like oxycontin and stuff like that. But because people throw up from that. But it's like it was a specific problem, I think, with the barbiturates that like people used to be prescribed. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. I think even like Judy <laughs> Garland died from something like that too, and like a bunch of celebrities did. That's the only reason why I know about it. <laughs> Judge Erica Strout. Poor Judy. <laughs> Brian Johnson was going to replace Judy Garland in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> lesser known rock and roll tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, next. May I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here? We're such fans of your music and all of your records. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre of rock and roll. Yeah. Classic Fred Willard. Uh, what a king, man. Like, what a. Like, like best in show too. Just he just it, every every oh. millisecond he's on screen is astounding. Yeah, yeah. Stargate like, SG One. I feel like um, <laughs> Jason Bateman in Dodgeball was just like doing his damn best to do a yeah. Fred Willard impersonation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and good on him for attempting, but nobody can touch the king, man. Yeah, I mean Jason Bateman's likable, but yeah, Fred Willard was. Jason Bateman's great. Fred, yeah, Fred Willard. What a what a shame! Like what a genius! What like, a talent. He had, he was how long was he on screen? He had, he had the. I'm getting a little shaggy up there. People are gonna mix us. Think I'm in the band. Have you heard of four? Yeah, Jackson? it's literally two minutes. Yeah, four it's about Jack, he, he disappears from the jail. thing. I think, um, once he says the thing where he's like, uh, "Oh, play something that I can dance to," which you know that they're about to play something that everyone <laughs> is gonna find absolutely abhorrent. <laughs> and lo and behold, it is. He was and, uh, he, and he then was a big... and that, I think the only reason why the the sex farm song works at all. Is because they're playing it at that place. You know what I mean? Like right. where exactly, where right? <laughs> Not the ideal audience. We'll just charitably say. Yeah, I feel what? like so many movies have ripped that bit off too. But they're right. inferior. I mean, it's the setup. Oh, by the way, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the setup on that is so astounding. Like the setup yeah. and the payoff is fantastic. It's uh, it's very also. Um, I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen like ripped that bit off so many times, mm -hmm. but then, then did it with an actual audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, oh. more more balls perhaps, but yeah. <laughs> I watched um, Space Force recently, and Fred Willard playing. I think it's Steve Carell's dad. Oh, in yeah. that, okay. like he even just being the. I mean, you could tell he's very he's very old. He's, you can tell he's kind of frail, even though he's acting anyway. But like. Well, he made he, it to like ninety, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it was still fucking hysterical. Last one. Eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So nice. <laughs> this was like, um, and I only thought about this when I watched it to to refresh for this episode. But when I think about like those moments when you're at a show and you're talking with somebody and you very suddenly realize that they have no idea how gear works. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Especially when they're like, like well-known musicians, it's very shocking. I was, I was showing somebody how to use a, a, like a wireless mic one time and they looked at the bottom of the mic before the PA was on and said, where'd the sound come out? Oh, like it comes out of the best. Like it's not a megaphone. Ooh. So yeah. yeah, I've been there for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But the the whole this one goes to eleven or the, the concept of, of of eleven being more than the top. Like that's right. Oh, these ones go to eleven. It's one louder. Right? Why don't you just make ten louder? Well, these ones right. go to eleven. 
well the, the the sorry the scene itself is great but it's just like it's in the lexicon like that is yeah, everybody oh. knows everybody knows that reference <laughs> like my kids know what that is right exactly it's um, it's it, it's in the miasma of uh, of popular culture and humanity i don't point. know if anything more than that uh, is more in, in the lexicon from the movie is there anything else i'm forgetting that's got to be it i mean even that that is it that that's the first thing i ever heard I felt guilty about saying that this show has now gone to eleven when I announced you being on the show, Chris Murphy. But well, uh, but, but you were incorrect. But I saved my powder for that. It's an it's a it's interfa- you know it's used often. So when I was a kid and saw that, I was like, yeah, I didn't understand the, the whole concept of relative decibels and volume, and I was like, yeah, it would be a louder at eleven. <laughs> Yeah, why wouldn't they? But, you know, and I play with a lot. Chris, I don't know if you've ever done this to a sound guy, but I always think it's really funny. Guitar players go the opposite way. And like, my amp's only on two. (laughs) What is two? What is two to you? And then you go over and like mime turning it down, but don't actually oh, yeah. turn the knob. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. The cord turn down. Turn down. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me turn that down for you. Oh yeah. Play a little totally. softer during sound check, yeah. and then when the show happens. Oh, I never happens. offer. Never offer to turn down. No, no, Only never. if they ask, and then I'll fake it. Yep. Right. Right. Still yeah. um. till the sound check's over. So there you go. Those are the uh, right. That's it. Right, Forrest. That that's a bit. Yeah. Okay. That, those are the those are the letterbox one liners for this is Spinal Tap, the incredible protonic reversal, moving extravaganza crossover episode. Thank you, people giving me free content for that bit. Uh, you can follow the show, uh, moving extravaganza on Letterbox. That's Force Mail over there, like through Erica over on that side. Oh, no way. <laughs> I forgot I mirrored. Uh, and of course, Erica, Erica Strout, Stratocaster. She's on uh, Letterboxd as well. Uh, J. Andy World. For this way, I really do feel like we're in Hollywood Squares right now. By the way, <laughs> he's he's on Letterboxd as well. Be Paul Lind. I'm Gilbert Godfrey. R.I.P. to a legend. By the way, uh, yes. uh, J. Andy World's on there. He watches a lot of weird shit. I of course no I I know that's why I said it I didn't say that lightly uh, Christina you're on there now I'm Christina just like everything else right if I remember yep. correctly okay cool <laughs> I of course am Kona Neutron and I I am all over that th- that thing uh, Chris Murphy Brian Teasley I'm not sure if either of you guys are on there but if you like movies that's a that's a place that that's on so uh, yeah yep. every giant yep. movie cool. now. Uh, Thank Jay- you. Thanks for having us on, Conan. We're not quite done yet. Uh, Jay- oh. Jandy World, do the plugs, and then we're going to do final thoughts, and we'll be uh, and we'll all move on with our lives. Okay. All right. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching us. If you are on uh, Twitch, please subscribe if you can. That's great. If you have an Amazon Prime account, the amazing thing about that is you can subscribe to us for free, and that really does help us out. If you're watching us over on YouTube, do the YouTube things. Hit the bell. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Uh, and um, comment too, you know. Uh, also, this is a big ask, I know, but you got that great tune at the end. Play the video to the end so other movie fans can find this uh, content. We also have a um, uh, Patreon where you can come and give us more money and you can get extra stuff like access to all of our post game or all of our after parties, which um, I think we're going to be having one tonight. I understand. Yeah. Is that the rumor I heard? Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I've been drawing all day. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, Jandy World, thank you. Also, I, I appreciate the fact that so many Protonic Reversal fans finally watched this show uh, or, or you know, this crossover. So uh, thank you, Chris and Brian, for shanghaiing uh, my crowd into uh, and, and also Jerry Casali. 
uh, for this show because I think people should uh, watch Movie Night Extravaganza. It's a good show. I mean, I'm biased. I'm on it, of course, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, Forrest, you actually host that show, so why don't you talk for a while? Finally. Um, I forgot you were here. Wait, say what? (laughs) <laughs> I, I would I would say like introduce the final thoughts and then we can uh, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, sorry I, I, I know, know I know you were just like no you talk <laughs> I mean um, look man I do it I own right and just it's very up, clear just up. that's all I want yeah sorry <laughs> it's my natural thing no yeah let's uh let's jump to final thoughts and I'll start with uh Chris because he was the last one to come on um yeah so just final thoughts anything we didn't get to or any any uh yeah Oh, I, have, I, have another, I have another musician friend, and when, when we refer to our wives, we talk about, uh, what does your Janine think of this? Oh, fantastic. Think of this. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that ends up, I, I end up sounding like a sexist asshole, but anyway, uh, Janine is a great character. She's hilarious. She is, and also in V. She was, in, she was uh, the lead in V, if I remember right, right? Which V, the... like the TV movie? Wait a minute. Yeah. Robert, I think, uh, I think Robert so, actually. was in V, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the the remake with uh, Marina background. I'm talking about the original one. I, yeah, I, in the eighties. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Final battle. <laughs> you have fifteen <laughs> days to prepare for V. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Uh, that was that's the end of my thing. Uh, this movie is basically my favorite comedy of all time. Uh, I don't know if it would if it's universally everybody's favorite. Com- I mean, all of us are kind of music. Uh, involved, and I don't know if that's why I love it as much as I do. I loved it when I was a kid, even before I. It had the sort of sensibility of SCTV and and satire and all that kind of stuff. And just just quickly, the other thing is like I know um, Jerry was kind of like uh, chirping on Al, uh, Weird Al for making fun of Devo or something. It's like I I think Weird Al is brilliant, and I think D- Devo's brilliant, but Devo is already a, like a satirical band. You can't really Satire, satire, it doesn't really make sense. But I think that, I, I think Weird Al gets a pass. I think he's great. Uh, but um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, I loved it, it since it, I was a it kid. Just made me, I'm saying that made me think of, uh, there's a video that I play on here every once in a while where it's a, this guy, now he's on SNL, that is pretending to be Donald Trump. And he's talking about Weird Al. And he's like, he didn't ask for the right. Weird Al. He for- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's on SNL now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Because it's. Also, I, if I ever meet if I ever meet at Weird Al, I have a good idea for him, and I'll tell you. If you meet him, you can tell him my idea because it's he can have it. It's the idea of doing uh, Pocket Dial Rock, the uh, huh? Elton John song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's I good. like that. Chris Murphy. I like that. <laughs> I, I, I think he should do a, a whole a record of oldies, in, including Pocket Dial Rock. There you go. I want to say anyway, that yeah. the referencing. Good stuff. It's great to have you back on, Chris. Uh, referencing Dare to be Stupid may be my only misstep I've ever done with Gerald Casale. So, like, I'll, I'll hold that in my heart for forever that, like, I was, like... He was mad. Been, he was not pleased about that. From, oh, from what I overheard, because I, I wasn't to allowed again. to interact with him. <laughs> All that goodwill has now been just lit on fire. But anyway, not really. I'm no, you just had to get Mark Mothers one along. Exactly. I'll just pick, I'll just pick <laughs> to Mark. I was gonna I was gonna say the Nigel versus uh, Derek uh, Devo. Whatever we you know like his connection was garbage. His internet line got cut before being whatever. Nobody cares. Let's talk about the post game. Uh, Forrest, you host the crossover yeah. part of the show. Um, yeah, yeah. What's Brian, you got Brian. some final thought for us? Uh, yeah. You know, I much like Chris. I think Spinal Tap is the greatest 
you know, uh, if not only greatest like fake rockumentary or whatever, but it's one of the greatest examples of a full length, uh, completely improvised movie. Um, and the caliber of uh, talent and training that it takes to do it is, is just unstoppable. On another note, I think I have earned on this podcast that if I ever get a terminal illness, like it gets really bad, that Chris owes me a chance to skank on stage with Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever kind of American embassy in Toronto, like make a wish kind of thing. I have Whatever I have to go through, I'll go through whatever <laughs> channels. Well, you, you live so far south. That uh, I'm buddies with Steve Page, who was in the Bare Naked Ladies, and he's, sure. his thing about being a Canadian band is like you you put a whole bunch of uh, money in a suitcase on the roof of your car, and you open the suitcase when you're at the border, and you just and you drive, <laughs> and it just flies. You can never get you can never get to the very you can't get to Alabama. All the money's gone. Oh, I'll come to you. Don't worry. No. Well, you don't have to be terminally ill. You can you can skank regardless. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's that's even easier. <laughs> That goes for everybody. No one has to be terminally ill. Skank freedom. Skank freedom with Chris Murphy. <laughs> well, now I don't feel special if you're just going to let everybody skank on stage. Right. Well, sorry. Everybody well, has to be. Skank farm. Skank farm. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. That's all I got. <laughs> God damn it. Well, we'll try and come up with this, one of our. We, I don't think we have any upstrokes in any of our songs, but we'll try and figure one out. Much appreciated. Conan, congratulations on eight years, too. Thanks, man. Thanks, you Yay. guys, for doing this. This is this is great this work, has been Conan. Awesome. I know. I'm I'm surprised as anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't say I was surprised though. Yeah, yeah well, thank you. It's it's, it's well, we'll, earnestly we'll a, we'll it is it is appreciated. Celebrate on the after party. Exactly. You you thought it was loose before. Come around. Well, watch out, y'all. <laughs> All right, we got 17 more people to go through. Let's go for us. Who's next? <laughs> All right, Erica, you got some final thoughts. I do. Yeah. Um, the first one is that, uh, I've been a fan of Eraserata for a long time, but I only recently thought about how Devo like they are. And I was wondering if that would be something that I could come up with when, uh, Jerry was on, but it's fine. So anyway, that's my thought on that. Um, and then, um, something in the notes that Forrest, I think you put together, or I don't know who put them together, but in the, the Google doc or whatever, the notes. There was something yeah, about Conan, feminism Conan, in there. There are notes for this show, by the way, Brian and Chris. This is not just ephemeral and like off the cuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, it was the first time I got the notes. <laughs> yeah, we don't give them to you, but <laughs> um, we barely give them to Andy. Referring to like the Yoko Onoism of of the movie yeah. and like the feminist aspect, and um, I I'd never really thought about it when I watched the film before because it's just it's such a likable, hilarious film and. I don't, I don't fault it really on these points, but I do feel like I noticed the stuff with that, with that frame of, in mind. Yeah. Um, at the, at the time, I don't think I would have expected them to, to think about this aspect of it or like bring these points in. But like, while Janine, I agree, she does a great job as the, as the really annoying girlfriend who tries to like weasel her way in to like I, I'm managing the band or whatever she's, you know, whatever her end game is there, but. Um, I do feel like they don't really like talk about or touch on or or demonstrate the problems with the whole Yoko Ono like persona and like stereotype, um, which was, you know, I mean, from what I understand, like pretty much completely fabricated. 
Um, and I wish we had had so. more of a chance to talk about it that wasn't just the final thoughts, but there's... Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want to get, I don't want to, like, derail no, us, but... Well, I, I, I don't, I, I like wish that, that you be... didn't have to, like, use your final thoughts to mention that, because, yeah, I want, you know, yeah. whatever, it's, it's, it's chill. Well, outside of that... Let me I interrupt the woman it. about this, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why don't you explain it, Conan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what Erica means to say <laughs> is... I mean, uh, there, there's a running, yeah, but... there's a running joke, though, throughout the whole thing, and he says it at the end, right, like, I believe everything I read, uh, you know... And that, that's people. a running joke. And it seems like mm -hmm. he says, I wrote it down, but he says something like, um, and I don't think that I'm not defending the way that they did this, but um, he says, uh, before I met Janine, my life was cosmically in shambles. I was kind of using bits of whatever Eastern philosophy and Janine kind of sorted out for me, gave me a path. So I think they're trying to, um, they're trying to show that he's like someone who's just unable to think for himself. And he is completely yeah. uh, dependent on her to do that for him. And obviously that's like a uh, codependent relationship, but he also makes the the comment that she's a lot like Nigel, like, you know, like Nigel's almost like his uh, band wife, I guess. And, and Janine is his girlfriend. Like, so yeah. kind of, I, I wish they had touched on that more, but I do think that they were trying to build something with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, that makes I, sense. I like that. Yeah. 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 And I honestly, like as a fan of the movie, I don't really want anything to change, but it's astounding how succinct they kept it, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's like it's astounding. Yeah, yeah. Six sixty hours of footage. Eleven. Was it so sixty hours? Ninety. Sixty hours of footage. They cut down to ninety minutes. Oh my! God. That's amazing. <laughs> Erica edits. She knows. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's about what I sent you for the Dark Passengers video. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna bring that up, but um, now that cell phone. <laughs> was was that it? Sorry, we like seventeen dudes talked over you the entire time, but yeah. <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to say that's okay. I'm used to it, but uh, no, just that. I mean, it's it's a really beloved film, and um, I I I think it's like kind of like princess bride too which i know has some overlap um based on like the people who made it and some of the some of the actors and everything but it's just like it, it just seems like this perfect moment where like these people came together and just it, everything gelled and the synergy of of their creative energy all together was just like kind of magical so true i love it i'm done <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> Forrest is checking his Twitter right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Christina, you got some final thoughts to add to the mix? I wish Final Tap was a real band. That's it. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. They're not? <laughs> that was the, actually one of the things when I was doing, re like, looking back on, like, research in the film. It was, like, a lot of people were confused and thought they were a real band. And I'm like... What? But then I'm like, oh, it's the husband of Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, like <laughs> I was like, man, they have me fooled. But did they? Did they not? Did they not play Wembley, or did they not? Did they? They, I mean, the, they, the they did I'm... play. They they went out and like were a band too, like after yeah. the movie. Yeah, it sounds like they did do some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And did they make a second record? I don't know. Can we get our fact checkers on that? Uh, I don't IRL. Like... I don't know. They're a bit like that that uh, Mickey uh, uh, Dolan's line about like 
how the beat, uh, how the how the monkeys are like, um, you know, uh, a fake band that became real, and and it's like when if it's Bach became a real Vulcan, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just imagine, yeah. Another funny thing they did was like I I don't know if it was like for an anniversary or like when the DVD came out or something. They they the joke was they were putting out a a commemorative calendar, but they did a, it was a colander. <laughs> a commemorative calendar. It's incredible. A commemorative calendar. And they're like, no, they just spelled it wrong. Fantastic. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> well, All <guys>. right. Um, <laughs> 17 more Conan. people to go. No, uh, wait, did Brian go? Brian's going. Wait, I'm going before Brian? Yeah, Brian went. I did. We're, we're, oh, we're shit. to you. And then... There's like 20 more yeah. people to get Brian off. <laughs> <laughs> Only twenty. We're so close. The comment section. Uh, look, this this is this is one of my favorite movies of all time. When I thought of the kind of movie they wanted to do, the so far first and only crossover between my show Conan Controversial and Move Next Extravaganza, this was such a clear, far and away top shelf pick, and I'm overjoyed that. <laughs> some people that like listen and watch to this show have checked out the other show now uh almost force fed it if you will uh and i'm doubly overjoyed that uh brian and chris and jerry uh humored me in my weird hey it's been eight years of doing this show let's do something completely different also objectively insane uh very spinal tap like in that way and the last thing I will just say, uh, because I think we've said it all during the course of the show, is it's a fine line between stupid and clever. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, Andy, final thoughts? Um, I, I don't really have too many final thoughts because everybody kind of uh, said them. But final I wanna, 75 people. I did want to make a couple of uh, Spinal thoughts, yes. Um, spinal thoughts. Uh, that, that David <laughs> Mallet actually directed the uh, Ashes to Ashes video. I thought British. he said David Mamet. I was so I shocked. he said two. And that's, <laughs> he did. He was confused. Yeah. So so I heard David uh, Mamet. It's David Mallet. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, who's actually a British guy. Um, Ashes are for closers only. <laughs> um, Spinal Tap has Ashes be closing. three real albums. Um, this is Spinal Tap, Break Like the Wind, and Break Back like from the... the Dead. I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, and then they, they got a bunch of singles, too, that they put out over the years. So, Like uh, Christmas with the Devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Who could forget Christmas with the devil? Yes. Ah, yeah. Christmas with the devil. I mean, it's no intravenous to Milo, but it works. Yeah, School Bitch <laughs> went to number 35 on the UK charts in 1992. Um, so there you go. And, and finally, that uh, that woman was on V. She was not the lead, but she was the rival no. of Diana. Yeah, the yeah. main villain. So so she was a she was a reoccurring main character. I remember she was on V. I remember that very distinctly. Yeah, yeah. It was the correct age group to remember that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I think that's everything right there. All right. <laughs> Said it all. Well, my uh, final thoughts are every movie in, or every movie in every cinema is about death. Death sells. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. Photonic reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
a gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with shot and nails. Confidence of a hero or fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. <laughs> That's like a science thing, right?